Welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your co-host, Kylan Savage. With me, as always, is Mr. TJ Smith. TJ Smith! Oh, Remember wow, when I was... did the, the like, shock jock Church Jams Now echo thing? I remember it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would try it with my name. How do you I feel kinda, about it? I kind of like it. I'm, I'm okay. kind of into that it. That was good. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Cool. All right. And, of course, we have our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Hey, Josh, Josh, Josh. Josh, Josh, Josh. <laughs> okay, we can't all do it. We got like, <laughs> Why not? Josh, I was Josh doing you got to find your own thing. Who says? Also saying my name, not once, not twice, but... but three times. Th- <laughs> It's, it's very, it's very on brand. I see what you did there. Yeah, DJ, that, he, he alley ooped you, <laughs> and I just threw it into the crowd. I was like, "Here, y'all try." That was perfect. Um, okay, and the, the other—if we sound a little uh, sillier than usual right off the bat—it's because we have one of our dearest, oldest buddies. On this episode, Mr. Caleb Rains. Hey, that's me. I am very what silly. I bring the silliness up? out in people. I know. Well, it's just We're every time it. we have old friends on the show, I feel like we... It's hard to be serious. Yeah. Because then mm-hmm. sometimes we'll we'll have like artist interviews and we'll be like... Yeah. We'll attempt to be pretty professional. Well, yeah, we well, you don't want to fangirl um, all over someone that's way cooler than I am. I get that. Then we have people like you, and we don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's we like, just, who cares? Like, who cares? In a good way. In a good right. way. Right. Also, it's, it's endearing that you don't give a fuck. That's, that makes <laughs> yeah, me feel so much it. better. That's <laughs> what he missed. So, for the listeners out there, Caleb, who the heck are you? Well, I am a guitar player based out of Fort Worth, Texas. I'm currently freelancing for a few different artists based out of Dallas right now. Uh, My main project is with Ravs and the Acrylics. She's an indie soul pop kind of situation. It's all very fun, a lot of high energy. Um, That's what I'm spending most of my time doing right now. I've also got some of my solo stuff that I'm getting off the ground. So yeah, I'm just trying to stay as busy as I can in between having to work, you know, fucking real job (laughs) i get that so i will say too uh for long time listeners of the show not even long but back in may uh when we covered maylene and the sons of disaster with our good friend joe cutler sharp-eared listeners might have noticed that we (laughs) we talked about a band called del sur quite a bit uh and for those of you in the know uh Caleb Rains was hands down the single most talented person. The only qualified in that band. person. I don't know. <laughs> and about that. No, one hundred percent about that. Well, you You're, were, there's you were a better. Fun, there's a fun little Delser Easter egg coming in this episode as we listen to the album, and I'm really excited for that <laughs> oh, moment. Yes. When we get there. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Whew. Yeah. So yeah, we we played together like way back in the day. That's back when Kylan was a pothead. Well, I never was a pothead. I just had that vibe. I just had the pot of rock. Well, you had a pot <laughs> that pot you of put rock. on your head in the middle of our set. He's the only you're the only drummer I've ever seen to this yeah. day to play a pot on stage. Well, I was too poor to afford a cowbell. Cowbells like are expensive. You know what else man. sounds like a cowbell that I already have? Pot from Salvation <laughs> <A> Army. Pot. <laughs> no, I went through pots though, man. I, I went through pots in Del Sur. Yeah. Yeah. So we. Yeah. We. We played together for quite a while. 
Yep. And you're like one of my one of my good musical buddies from way back in the day. We've all way all played together. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you played Silent Savage a couple times. Yeah, sure. yeah. there was a that. there were a few yep. shows at White Rhino with uh, TJ oh, yeah. on drums back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. You've you've yep. kind of been on the podcast in a way already because you contributed some sultry, smooth, jazzy guitar I tracks right. to Christmas our special. Christmas oh, theme yeah. song. Oh, and that so, was so dreamy. Thank, thank you, you for listen that. listen to our Christmas theme song, Caleb is playing guitar on it. You get to hear very mediocre jazz music. <laughs> now <laughs> that's, that's why what people I call not jazz. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly why. <laughs> not jazz jams now. So you've been one of the people that I've wanted to get on the show since TJ and I came up with this idea. So my question to you is, what the hell? Why is it taking you this long to be on our podcast? <laughs> well, probably because I am the flakiest human on the planet. Also, we I'm didn't sorry. ask you until relatively recently. You know, that also <laughs> could be a factor, but we're gonna. Well, I'll I'll let you off the hook, and we'll just blame it on the oh, first perfect. one. <laughs> I, I I like this story that you're just a busy gigging musician that also yeah, works yeah, a job. Yeah, but God, God, don't you feel like such a dickhead when you say I'm just so busy? <laughs> it's like no one likes. I don't want to I swear, we'll, we're going to make it happen. Let's have dinner, you guys. Yeah. Right. Totally. Next month. Next month. Next, next month. Next month. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Let's do a little bit of background on you, though, Caleb, because your story is a little different. Normally, we have like a lot of, uh, it's like interesting you people. In, you grew up in youth group, and what could you listen to when you were a kid that you could only right, listen to Christian right. music? And, mm-hmm. but, so, like, give us a little bit of, like, your, your background growing up, your history of, like... Origin story. Yeah, your origin yeah. story of list, getting into music, discovering yeah. it for yourself. All started one rainy evening on the mean streets of Dallas. <laughs> uh, no, it's not true. I grew up church-adjacent. Um, and what I mean by that, I was in the church from the time I was... But not of it. That's the opposite of what you're supposed to do. That came later for sure. That came later for sure. Uh, But like second and third grade, I went to like kids' camp with a church here in Fort Worth. And then my parents started drinking a lot and doing lots of drugs. And so we kind of stopped going to church until I was a junior in high school. Um, cause I figured out there were girls at church and I could play guitar. So playing guitar and being around girls, I mean, who didn't Good love combo. that? Getting. It's a great combo. After I graduated is when I started to figure out the church thing. That's when I acknowledged Christ's Lordship in my life when I was 17 and have kind of been on a, on a journey ever since of being probably the worst example of a professing Christian that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love that tagline. The worst example you, know, you could ever know. <laughs> I, I'm a piece of shit, and so long as everyone realizes, we're just trying to figure it out. That's all. That's all that matters. And you're basically <laughs> just lifting that's what this we're from all the doing, Apostle man. Paul. That's what he does. Yeah. Uh, so I see what yeah. you're doing. Here. Paraphrase. Yeah, yeah. Paraphrase. I think that was one thing I because I mentioned to you like, oh, we sh- you should come on the podcast. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't like grow up with this stuff. I'm like, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, right. yeah. And and like I was saying beforehand. We were going to get you, I was trying to get you on for a classic crime episode because I knew you were a big classic crime guy back mm-hmm. in the day, but Kylan's buddy Ty came in and swooped in and stole it right out from under no, you. No, I mean, but, I, mean mm-hmm. I think that Thrice is a much more, oh, oh sorry, spoiler alert, um, 
the band For that we are discussing exactly can't read the title of this episode that, that <laughs> don't want any any kind of indication until they put their earbuds in their head <laughs> thrice is a much more important band to me in the long run and it's it's funny mm-hmm. because i like they were never associated with the church until i met all of you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> hmm. there's one day at joe's apartment where uh, we were listening to the alchemy index and he was talking about like oh there's all these christian themes and i was like oh where did that come from i was like yeah they're like a christian band i was like well, what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> well thrice <laughs> really? yeah thrice thrice was the first band that i sort of kind of heard the thing of them saying like we're not a Christian band. We're just Christians in a band or right. whatever. That yeah. was like never. That was, yeah, they kind of like straddled that line. Yeah. Well, and it's really long. just been like, I think, I mean, I, Dustin is the only one I like, confirmed like Christian. So yeah. in the band, as far as I know, maybe Tepe, mm-hmm. but it's like, that's the whole thing is like, it's not even Christians in a band. It's like Dustin is a Christian. He just happens to write the lyrics, right. but they're mm-hmm. just a regular yeah. band. Yeah. Right. At least in the, in the old days, I think they've all kind of had a weird, spiritual journey of their own as we all go through mm-hmm. as we get older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, that makes it like thrice is like a, this is like where we're kind of like bending a little bit of like, we're breaking free out of like what we cover. But I feel like one, it's our mm-hmm. podcast, but two, like it's, <laughs> it's church jams. <laughs> so we so whatever the hell we want. Whatever we want. Our show. Yeah. Right. But two also, it's like, I feel like church jams encompasses kind of like Evanescence when we covered that record. It's like, just right. because that band isn't, it's like, if you could listen to it when you were in church, or you're like, is this, right. you could show a or like CD Rocket to your Summer mom. was like that too. Yeah, I like mean, it, it. It's included in all of this pantheon of music. Right. So yeah, sure. that's what makes it up for covering. Josh has had to say that for all of the Evanescence Before fans. Before everyone adds us, that yeah. adds us on Twitter. That's Price like isn't Evanescence a isn't a. Band. They're not a Christian band. I'm like, okay, oh, it's like, oh my god, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my I mean, podcast. We could, we could give so many band examples. Like we talked about it on our Love Drug episode. As Right. There's so many iterations of this kind of like church adjacent music. Yeah, I don't even know that. I don't even know that church adjacent is the right word because, like, it was part of the zeitgeist in that time when we were all kind of being formed through youth group. And it's it's stuff that we were still exposed to, even if it wasn't part of what we were listening to at church. So I think it was. Yeah, it was like, yeah, because there was this, I I think specifically, (laughs) this is, I don't know, this is actually really interesting to me. I think it's because specifically in the era that we were like coming up, starting to like discover new music, there was this weird like nebula of like tooth and nail bands were kind of defining a lot of these sounds and they were playing on Warp Tour with a Mm. lot of bands that were also a part of that scene. So there's like a lot. And then there's the kind of, you know, we talked about that on, on love drug with like the militia group, that record label that kind of got like lumped in with all the tooth and nail stuff. So there's like yep. a lot of these sort of like bands kind of coming up in the yeah. same scene. Well, And I even yeah. saw, I think thrice may have posted it, but they posted a letter from back in the day because they sent off like their demo to like a bunch of record labels of course, and one of those was Tooth and Nail, and Tooth and Nail like was like, "Hey guys, sounds good, but we're not interested in signing you right now," kind of thing. So it's like, in some other universe, Thrice did sign to Tooth and Nail for did a little bit. A right. Gosh, Honestly, yeah. Yeah. could you imagine <laughs> what they would have sounded like if they were a Tooth and Nail band? I'm sure it's way better for them in the long run. Not yeah, have, all those yeah, Tooth yeah. and Nail bands sound exactly the same. Right. <laughs> For sure, there's definitely a specific time period in which yeah, mm-hmm. so you just do know. in a style. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, this seems like a, as good a place as any to give it over to beautiful producer Josh to give us some research on who is Thrice, this band we've been talking about. Well, I would love to do that, Kylan. Thrice is from Irvine, California. Their career is from 1998 to 2012, where they went on Wait, a brief... Wait, from when to when, Josh? 1998 to... What did he say? What did he say? 2012? You said 2012. And then, could you say it a third time? Uh, from 1998 to... The year of our Lord, 2012. Got it. So that was three. You just said it three times, right? Yeah, yeah, three times. Yeah, you needed that, right? Yeah. You're just, you're really setting up the timeline in your head. Yep. (laughs) He made you repeat it how many times? Yeah. Three times Uh, a lady. Was it twice? Three times a charm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Got it. Let's just get them all out now so we can, Josh can cut, he can just cut one chunk of the podcast instead of lots of little edits. (laughs) Oh no, you know I don't work that way. Thrice times the lady. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, TJ, I'm prepared to tell you this three times if I have to, but they went on a brief hiatus in 2012, but then they came back in 2015 and they're still going strong to this day. Nice. That 2015 record was an absolute banger. It most mm. certainly was. Caleb, we got so much, so many memories of that time, Caleb, of going to shows mm. together. So members of Thrice, and this is what I love. One of the many things I love about Thrice, it's the same four members the entire time. You in love the band. a consistent lineup. I love that. Yeah. That says so much about the members, though, like that they're like, you know what? We can get through band drama and work out our problems and stuff, creative differences together, and all believe in this and commit to it. And I love to see it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. And I think it should be celebrated when it does because it's mm-hmm. awesome. But yeah, that's no, true. Members, of course, at the time of this record and still currently, we have Dustin Kendrew on vocals and guitar, Tepe Teranishi on guitar, Eddie Breckenridge on bass, and his brother Riley Breckenridge on drums. Artist in the nice. Ambulance, the record we're covering today, was released July 22nd, 2003. It is now 20 years old. Thrice is touring Ooh. on their 20th anniversary of this record. Ouch. Yep. Right. <laughs> For some reason, when I was doing my research, I got the date wrong. I thought it was in August, and I was really originally trying to get Caleb on the show in August so we could cover this, and then... Caleb spy on Twitter posted it, and then yeah. I was like, "Oh, it did come out in July." Whoops! <laughs> so I kind of missed that, but it's fine. We're not that late. That's fine. So, it's still, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. This is Thrice's third discography or third record in their discography. Discography. If I can say you that, you want to take that correctly all the way from the. Can top? I say that three times? Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, try one, two, try three, three times. times. Yeah, yeah. Their third in their discography. <laughs> Thrice Times a Charm <laughs> is their first signed to Island, so they got picked up on a major label for this record. The producer was Brian McTurnan, who has produced bands such as Converge, Frodis, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids, Circus Survive, Senses Fail, The Blood, Balance hmm. and Composure, and Turnstile. So I'm basically saying he's one of my wife's favorite producers. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, and then interesting of note, uh, they mentioned this in the notes that Michael Barbiero, they got to engineer drums and he's like one of the guys that mixed Injustice for All and Appetite for Destruction. So, and they just got him to like engineer drums on the record. So they're like, wow, this legend is engineering our drums for us. Uh, it was mixed by Andy Wallace and there's a little bit of a mixing controversy on this record that we can get into a little bit later if we want to. Artwork was done. I thought this was cool. It was done by Cold War Kids. Oh, who are their buddies oh. with from California? Yeah, well, 
That's a fun fact. It is. Really cool. Yeah, because it's pretty early in Cold War Kids' career. I guess they started yeah. doing artwork. And then... So did the whole band help, or was it just Nathan Willett? I think it's know? two of the guys in Cold War Kids that do. I think okay. the bassist and someone else in the band do art. Mm, That's okay. coldwarkids.com or whatever. I, they've also done Starflyer EP oh. as well, fun fact. Mm, so nice. all that California cool. scene. Yeah, uh, this debuted at number 16 on Billboard 200. Pretty solid performance. Wow. Yep. Mm. I didn't realize it was that high. Damn. Solid, yeah. 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 Man, 2003. <laughs> hot spot. <And>, I mean, <laughs> helps being on Island. They're going to promote right. it. But yeah. Yep. So uh, that's all I got for my research. Okay, cool. That's some good research. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Josh. Thanks. Even though I missed the date. <laughs> yeah i was just trying to make you not feel so bad for thanks the day appreciate that yeah (laughs) so (laughs) i want to talk about caleb i want to i want to ask you why did you want to bring this record on church names now why did you want to talk about this one man so i was first introduced to this record in 2003 so this this was 20 years ago i was a skinny little nerdy seventh grader that wore glasses and had no friends. (laughs) And my sister was always the one that would find the good music and bring it home. You're like, Hey, listen to Mm -hmm. this. Right. So I first heard this record when like I was having a rough time at school and people were being little buttheads and I didn't know what to do about it. (laughs) And so I heard songs like stare into the sun and it just, Filled my angsty little heart with with all of the things that I needed to scream and express, <laughs> and you know it was the first time that I had heard like music with any kind of screaming, which right. sent me down a very specific path that Ooh. ultimately led me to you guys, which is cool. Right. Hmm. This was a very this was a very formative record for my musical taste, uh, hmm. for you know my inspiration and wanting to learn how to play an instrument. It was a it was a steady companion through some of the worst times in my life and through some of the best times in my life. So this record has meant a lot of things to me at different times. Hmm. And there's I've got I've got so many stories we can be talking all night if I get to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the podcast is for. <laughs> uh, no, that that that's super cool. I'm I'm very excited to to dig into this. I know to that thrice is a big josh band so josh i have to i have to ask the question was this another did you find another loophole to bring a wish list record onto the <laughs> podcast actually not <laughs> oh nope. yeah okay. josh has told me in the past that this is not his favorite thrice record <laughs> okay mm. i will Far say it's it, not actually it's not oh wow okay i'm excited to get into that well because i want to say too so my experience with Thrice is kind of similar, Josh, to how I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, but privately we've talked about like I think it's kind of insane that you don't like early Taking Back Sunday, but you don't have that same kind of nostalgia. Like you're more into the into the later mm-hmm. Taking Back Sunday records, and I'm kind of like that with Thrice. Like honestly, like because I I remember listening to this record and being really into it. I I went because uh, Vishu. Is that how you say it? Bisu. Bisu was the record that got me into Thrice. Then I went back and really dug into Artists in the Ambulance. And then very shortly after that, 
I kind of took a break essentially from like heavy music. So this one didn't get a, a, a lot. It wasn't in the rotation a ton. But I will say, uh, and this is maybe more something for side B or part B of the of the show. Th- this is one record that every time, like I won't listen to it for a long time. And I'll be like, yeah, Artist in the Ambulance. It's not very high on my list. I don't think I really like that record. And then I start to listen to it. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, maybe never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Got to resituate things in your heart of hearts. Yeah, Josh and TJ. I want to hear. I want to hear about y'all. TJ, I don't really know your relationship to Thrice, so I would love to hear about it. That's because it's there's there's almost no relationship. I'm oh. sad to say, and I'm probably gonna catch a lot of shade on this episode. Not necessarily from y'all, because I feel like I feel like we've got enough rapport at this point where, you know, we all know kind of where we're at and how we relate to music and genre right. and regarding artists and all that. And stuff, we so. just know you're a but, big, dumb idiot. Yeah, y'all just know I'm <laughs> stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I thought I'd say it thrice. Hey, <laughs> there it is. Zing. But I just feel like I am only now giving thrice a fair shake, to be honest. Because I came in through the back door of Dustin's like solo stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he went folk. Sweet. I right. am all about I'm that. Let's go. This. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's great. I love this. I love everything he's doing here. I can imagine what it's like to have the same kind of grit and soul that he brings to that project. Mm-hmm. Full band with a lot of like intensity. Um, right. But I was not prepared. For, hey, that's so interesting for what we for dropped into for this episode. Did y'all, so did, y'all did y'all not have like did y'all not watch music videos back in the day? Like 2003, oh, yeah. 2004? Oh yeah. Because Stare at the A Sun little bit. Stare at the Sun had that music video that was out that exploded mm-hmm. and it was making the same circles as like brand new when uh the quiet things right yeah, dropped yeah. and so it was very much a part of that same sphere but i guess if you mm-hmm. weren't if you were going out of your way to search for like the headbangers ball or whatever <laughs> right <laughs> music videos and you would have missed it well, we, well we've established that tj's the least the least metal head yeah i have <laughs> yeah. a very like show. specific um Right. like corner of the metal world and like hardcore right. world that I, that I explored and loved. And then yeah, outside side, of that specific corner, that's not it. We'll, we'll get into it, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but thrice was kind of more on the, the outer orbit for me. So I was always aware of them and knew like, there were a few tracks on this album that I was like, Oh, I remember that. That was like kind of making the circuit um, on playlists and things that right. mix CDs that people would make and that kind of stuff. But I never was like, Let's listen to 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 a thrice album front to back. So there, so I'm coming in very like. So have fresh. you? But you haven't done that with like any thrice records, like even their like later stuff, like even like Alchemy Index and stuff. Yeah, Alchemy even Index Alchemy seems Index seems like I think yeah, I'm right up your really, alley, dude. It seems. Oh, I think DJ. it will be. I, but it's I've like, never done a deep dive and, on it. Earth and Wind will be very Earth and much Wind. Up yeah. Your alley. Yeah, yeah probably sure. water too. Honestly, probably all of it, but fire. Hey, fire if it's an elemental even, like, concept the album, concept, I'm here for yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like y'all just on like a metaphysical that. level, it totally. feels very TJ. Let's get surreal, man. <laughs> Let's get philosophical up in this. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, but so I, I, they, they've always just been in my outer orbit. I've been aware oh. of them. I knew a few tracks on this one, and I was like, oh yeah, this one's a banger. Like, but I, but this is the first time I've I've heard this album front to back. So. 
Okay. Wow. So thrice is to you what classic crime is to me. Can you say it a second and third thrice time? Thrice is to you <laughs> what classic crime is to me. Yep. Yeah, what? that's right. <laughs> yep. For yeah, expectations exactly. over here. Josh, what about you, man? I know, like I said, I know thrice is a big band for you. I, you keep saying that. I, I don't really know why you're oh my God. saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 For listeners, so listeners. Josh is uh, proudly showing his Thrice t-shirt. He was like scratching hey. his chest in the camera. That I yeah. bought at the 20th anniversary tour this year of Arts oh, in the Ambulance. so mad. I, I know. Him. Whenever nice. they announced it, I texted Caleb. I was like, yes, let's go. And uh, he was busy. And then they're even coming back to Dallas in October. And you're busy And again. I'm going to be oh, out of the no. country. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. It's yeah. a bummer. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. I'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. We can get into it. Oh, we'll get that. Yeah, because I do want to circle back to going to shows with Caleb. Uh, but yeah, for me, Thrice, uh, like I knew about them. I think I heard, I, I knew artists a little bit, but I, I think the first one I ever heard was Image of the Invisible. I remember hearing that. I think my cousin Zach showed it to me. And then it was on, I think, Tony Hawk's like American Wasteland. It was on a Tony Hawk that I had. And I was like, oh, yeah, this band Thrice is on there. <laughs> It was years later, and I've talked about this, that I get into bands all the time as soon as they go on hiatus or breakup, <laughs> and so that it was happened. Like 2012. It was 2012, and yeah. I was picking up my friend Kyle, and In Exile came on on his iPod, back when kids still had iPods, and I was like, oh, I like this, but then I like didn't listen to it for, I didn't like revisit it for a couple months. And then by that time, they'd finished their farewell tour. And then October 2012, I got into Beggars and then quickly Mm. got into Major Minor and everything else. And yeah, I'm definitely more of a later Thrice fan. So I enjoy this record, but I don't have... There's definitely some records that I've gone back to that I'm like, oh, I feel like you needed the nostalgia of this hitting you as a kid to like really get into that for like, and that's honestly how I feel about the first two Taking Back Sunday records. That's why they haven't like hit me that much. And this record, I think, has some of that too. But I was, I'm still able to get into this record and enjoy it a lot. But I don't mm-hmm. think it means what it means to like people like Caleb and other Thrice fans who listened right. to it back then because I didn't have it at that time in my life. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm doesn't connect as much yeah but yeah but yeah i was gonna say circle back to going to shows with caleb this was a uh exciting to do this show with caleb for me personally because i was pretty new into thrice in what 20 2012 so then like right when they were on hiatus but when they came back caleb and i went to go see them uh when they for the first tour they did after they like reunited nice it was like my first time seeing them and Caleb and I were kind of hanging out again for after not hanging out for a while. And then like they did the To Be Everywhere show, like that tour, and we went to that together. Mm-hmm. So we've been to a lot of yeah, great man. shows together. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Man. I'll talk about one specific memory. That's so cute. There were, one I think there's been, there's been three, I think three Thrice shows we've seen. There was one at the, one at the old Grease Monkey. Yep. Um, then there was that show at Verizon with... I think Rise Against played. Rise after. Against headlined. Glassjaw was there. Oh, God, brother. and it was oh, all I remember about Rise Against. Like that was so loud. 
That's like, <laughs> I, I got it. And I'm, I know I'm deaf and I've been saying it for a loud amps my whole life, but that was the first like, I'm too old for this shit moment I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> when we went with Alex Hall and Alex is a big Rise Against fan. And so yeah. he was stoked and wanted to stay for it. And Kev and I, we saw Thrice and we were ready to go. So we're just sort of like a Rise Against like, <laughs> no, we got to wait here because Alex is really having a great time. So yeah. it's, like, it's like, you don't want to be the buzzkill rooting for your yeah. buddy, but it's like, oh man. <laughs> so funny. That was good. That's like my my first I'm too old for this shit concert moment was when Joe got married. We his bachelor <laughs> his bachelor party show. his no 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 before that even his bachelor party we went to go see me without you. Mm-hmm. Uh and I was so excited to like and I I stood up I was like in the pit I was like right up front half of the first song and then I just went to the bar and sat down and drank a beer. I was like, this After is so January loud. 1979, you're like, yeah, I, I was like, I just I'm like, good. I just want to sit needed. down. I just want like a glass of white wine and yeah. like a deep tissue massage while I listen to this. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. New venue concept. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Punk music for, for old, old people? people. Dude. Yep. Just a pallet full of Snuggies and moist. That like sounds headphones. amazing. <laughs> Doesn't that sound amazing? Like, even to go see, like, I would go, okay, my perfect show <laughs> would be to go see Fugazi, but I, I'm, I'm in a massage chair from Brookstone in a foot bath. Handing you a Drinking rose. Chardonnay. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> And it's just like at like a comfortable level sound wise. Yeah, exactly. Like, but like I still like want it. But here's DVDs. the thing: I still want it to be in like a dark, shitty, like concrete shed punk right. venue. Yeah, that just because you want the ambience. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's so. Install the massage chair in a dive bar. Kylan is that happy. That's sounds console. amazing. Sounds amazing. Um, Okay, so this is the part of the show where we normally give our flop or bop predictions, but because Caleb is a busy gigging musician, uh, we had to (laughs) do the recording (laughs) all in one go. So we've already listened to the record, but I would like for us, you know, and I think we all kind of hinted at it a little bit, talking about our experience with Thrice, Uh, but I want to know, before listening to this record, what do y'all think you would have flopped or bopped this record? TJ, I want you to go first because you had the least thrice experience. Yes. I'm thrice a virgin. Oh, it's it's tough because I do I do really like Dustin Solo's stuff a good bit. So I feel like a part of me would have been kind of rooting for a bop for this album based on that. But I also, as as we've said many times, I the least metal. Um, but did did you expect this album to be like, like yeah, what did you what did you expect it to be going? I in? think I thought it was going to be a little more Creed, to be honest. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> and less, interesting. and less like, just like Wall of Sound shred. So TJ was expecting just butt rock, kind yeah. of. So a little bop, more right? more butt rock, Total more bop. butt rock. Yeah. So a so, certified bop. <laughs> yeah. So I probably I probably would have like just barely fallen into flop zone. Really? Uh, based You're a on big based butt on rock guy, TJ. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, I like butt rock. Well, I, I, I like. Uh, so, are you gonna laser off that Scott Stapp tattoo on your butt? I might. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm considering it. He's just. Well, he's just gonna get it covered up with with arms wide open. Oh. 
Well, yeah. it's weird because it, well, he got he got it added on to, and it's Scott Stapp's arms on either butt cheek, and it <laughs> says wide, wide, wide open. open. <laughs> yeah, just wide open. But then I, you know, I went to I had to I, I went to the ER, and I was in the ambulance, and they were like, "Hey, you're an artist. Oh uh, let's just like while we're while we're like taking care of you, we'll just." erase this whole tattoo for you so Oof, that was sweaty but i know you've been waiting for the moment to make that happen <laughs> i'm very sweaty it's hot in oregon uh, right now triple digits true. four days in a row no me. ac don't talk to me don't talk to me about hot point is i'm very you sweaty, sweaty. You to your comment sweaty. oh thank <laughs> you okay so caleb obviously I, well i just i want to hear it from you would this album mm. be a flop or a bop oh i mean Ah, uh, you see, I'm I'm not really into the whole. <laughs> no, I'm I'm fucking with it. it's it's a bop. It's a certified bop. Yeah, it's a certified, certified bop. bop. Come on, certified bop, hands down. Come on, cool. Josh, what about you, man? Yeah, easy bop. <laughs> easy bop. Okay, easy, easy bop. Easy and bop. then for me, <laughs> I also predicted a stone cold bop. So, Ooh, uh, right. so we're gonna take a break really quick. Listeners are going to listen to some sweet sweet ads, and. Very rare in CJ in history. Normally I say we're going to take a week off to listen to this record, but guess what? We already did it. So we'll be back in just a minute. We'll actually be right Steve back. <laughs> uh, to dive right into 2003's The Artist in the Ambulance by Thrice. Mm-hmm. Woo! Hey, Jammers. Kylan here with our beautiful producer, Josh. We're going to interrupt the show really quick to talk about our favorite sponsor ever, Collide Records. And I believe, Josh, you have something very specific that you want to talk about, right? I certainly do. So we're talking about Artists in the Ambulance by Thrice. And you know what? It's the 20th anniversary of that record, which is why we're doing the episode. And Thrice re-recorded the album in whole and has repressed, has pressed it to vinyl. And you know what? You can find the 20th anniversary of Artists in the Ambulance revisited in two colors, Ultra Clear and Cream on Clyde Records right now. And you know Love what? It. I I actually haven't picked up the new one yet. It's on my to do list, so I it's it's perfect that Collide has it in stock. Because you know what? I might just go pick it up. Uh, I I have to decide which variant I want. Which one are you leaning towards? I don't know. Cream seems pretty cool. Old Clear is always great, but I'm gonna have to right. check out what the cream looks like and see what they. I have. know. I'm feeling the cream. And in addition to the new re-recorded Artist in the Ambulance, they have tons of other stuff. They have two different Beggars variants. They've got some Palms, Major Minor, plenty of Thrice stuff. So if you're a big fan, Thrice fan like me, you can go to Clyde Records and pick these up. How do you get these for a little bit better price than normal, Kylan? Oh, man. Let me tell you. If you go to checkout and you type in Church Jams Now at checkout, you will get 20% off your first purchase. That is a great deal and one that you know what might come in handy for a big thrice fan like me getting all these records exactly you get all the thrice oh yeah percent off how can you deny it with 20 percent off i can't you really can't so once again if you go to colliderecords.com enter code church jams now at checkout you'll get 20 percent off your first purchase i think that's about it you ready to get back to the show let's do it welcome back to church jams now hope you enjoyed those sweet sweet ads as much as we enjoyed recording them guys let me tell you it's been a week <laughs> it's been a week <laughs> it's been, it's been a week. so long Oof. It's been forever caleb grew a bigger mustache than he already I had did. I, I have two new that's follicles wild. it's great two wow new follicles. it's really that's what awesome. set the bushy it's what set the bushiness over the edge 
Mm. <laughs> I'm here Listen, for it. Those extra two follicles, man. Okay, so <laughs> we, of course, have listened to The Artist in the Ambulance. Oh, which I didn't say in part A. I honestly thought for the longest time it was The Artist and The Ambulance. Ooh. And I will get into to possibly why I thought that uh, potentially later on in the record. Oh, oh, before we go track by track, I do have to ask, does anyone have any general thoughts about the album that they want to get out? Oh, uh, yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Josh, TJ, take notes. Because I ask this every week and no one ever has any general thoughts. That's exactly what I'm looking for, Caleb. I'm, I'm going to give like a... We, we try to like play it, you know, keep our hands closed, you know. Uh, That's true. I will say, that is true. Cool hand loop. In addition to my regular notes, I went a little sparse on my regular notes because I I have two CD copies, but I have the CD copy oh. of Artist in the Ambulance that that has like the little cards that you can take out and put for different uh, covers for it. Mm. But in the cool, God, version, you're such a nerd. Well, it's, <laughs> it pays us to be a nerd because in like this version. They have notes from every band member and Brian, the producer, on every song, and so I oh, went through. Wow. And okay, I, you're no longer a nerd. That's actually exactly. <laughs> and here's PSA to bands out there: you should do stuff like this. Thrice does yes. this normally for like their their special edition for like CDs, like for Visu, which I also have, and artists they did, and they would do it on like their vinyl records, like Beggars and Major Minor, all have like. The notes of from the band members on all which I people like me find fascinating. Yeah, that's they will super buy all cool. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I am going to be including a lot of those that I thought were interesting in my uh, as part of my notes today. So sweet, nice, get ready. I love that. Can't wait for fun facts with Josh. Behind hey. the scenes. Welcome to Church Jams now, buddy. <laughs> 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 all right, guys, let's go ahead and start with track number one: Cold Cash and Cold Hearts. Okay, you guys know how I feel about album openers. Mm -hmm. I don't think I know how you feel about album openers. Well, listeners of the show will know that I. it is very important to me that an album have a good opening track because it sets the tone for your entire listening experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a perfect opening track for this album. It really mm, it grabs you by the throat and it well, tells you it exactly even, what to expect, right? Exactly. Well, even mm. the fact that the very first sound you hear is Dustin acapella. Like yes, and I, you right. get it's I knew I wanted to hear what you thought about this. Yes, mm. it's exactly because for me, like, okay, I mean, everyone in this band is so fucking talented. Yeah. Uh but to me, a, like a, a big part of what I enjoy about Thrice is Dustin's voice. And that kind of like he does the half screaming kind of yelly thing and his voice is really gritty and you just mm. get that right off the bat. And then everyone comes in like a second later. It's just like, uh, just it's beautiful. It's perfect. That's a pretty that's a cool moment. Uh, this was the first time I really noticed on a record like a distorted bass sound. Mm. It made me realize rock music isn't just all about guitars. So like this, when I say this album helped form my opinion of like what the building blocks of music are supposed to be, that's the stuff I'm talking about. You right, know? Right. It's like I had never heard someone put 
a freaking boss DS1 on a base before. That's the coolest shit ever. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but I did hear a producer say one time, he's like, what I tell bands when I, when they're recording with me is turn the distortion on the guitars down and the distortion on the bass up. And it's like, yeah, it's man. a great combo. Like, that's the secret sauce right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I just have like a, a couple technical things, but I want to hear Josh and TJ. I want to hear from y'all. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to echo. I love starting with Dustin's vocals. Uh, I love this as an opening song. I think it sets the stage uh, for a lot of... Thrice is interesting because, like, throughout their career, they've had a lot of, like, Dustin's obviously a very, like, smart personal writer and, like, has, like, and there's some religious stuff in there as well. So there's definitely records that seem more, like, introspective and personal, whereas, like, this is very external. It's a lot, like, Mm -hmm. looking at the world and, like, seeing what is wrong with it, what you don't like, and stuff like that. And they've had a couple since, uh, I feel like this and To Be Everywhere are their perhaps their most external looking records. So I feel like what he's talking about here really sets the stage for like, these are the concepts that we're going to explore on this record. It's a very externally focused record. And yeah, I think it sets the the stage perfectly. Yeah, completely agree. And, And that was a fun sort of avenue into this album and into this band a little more for me as, as I'm trying to like understand thrice and, Dustin's writing style in this context as opposed to in his solo work like it was nice to at the start see that you know back when this album came out he wasn't pulling any punches at that point in his career either and he wasn't writing in a way that feels you know freshman's first metaphor like (laughs) right yeah yeah we've made a lot of uh critiques in the past of writers that yeah you know things can feel a little clunky or like, look what I did there, guys. But it, but right. everything feels really um, economical and effective. Looking at you, Norma Jean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love what you're saying, Josh, about this being a very external-facing and kind of macro album thematically. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me because this album came out in 03, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But here we are in 2023, and it, I feel like it is still so true. Like, it could be it resonates. a cutting critique of... American exceptionalism today better maybe than it was in 2003. Yep. <laughs> and and anything else you want to you want to use it to kind of gaze at or or question or 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 analyze. Um but yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> it, it 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 feels pretty directed at um some of the the cultural foibles that we all kind of know <laughs> all too well at this point <laughs> in life. Right. Right. <laughs> Did y'all think this his scream at the end sounded a little bit like I don't know which vocalist but one of the Emery guys like there was something about that I think that it sounded like me. it made my throat hurt yeah. all of his scre- <laughs> all of his screams on this record sound super painful they're raw man <laughs> they're nope. not not easy yeah it just sounds like it hurts <laughs> yeah, I I I didn't specifically say Emery, but I was like, this does remind me of someone. So yeah, that was a good catch, TJ. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the sick drum fill at like one fifty seven? It's just yeah. like it's a pretty standard kind of it's hardcore metal drum fill, but it's so good, so good. 
it's so it flows. good. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. It's so good. That's pretty nasty. Oh, it's so good. What I, you know, what I love about the the theme, the theme of the record, and especially kicking it off with, um, with this first song, you know, it's got, it's got a very eat the rich kind of vibe. Right. to it where it's like the people at the top don't care about the little people and that's something like it's it's maybe a little played out maybe a little contrived but the way thrice takes you through some of those ideas and those concepts of kind of finding your place in a system that's out to get you i think is a big reason mm-hmm. why i connected with this record so much in the yeah, first yeah. place um yeah ken has been really good about inter- introducing those themes in all his records and that's why i i would almost like barely classify this as a concept record when you look mm. at how the themes connect from song to song. Yeah. And I do, I, I, I love that, that he's placing himself in the story and inside mm-hmm. the, the system that he's critiquing and trying to, yeah, like you said, find his location in it. That's good perspective. Just, he's also such a good lyricist. And even mm-hmm. on this record, which is so early. Yeah. Like yeah. he's still, he's got to be like what? 22 maybe 21 22 23 oh probably That's and like crazy. yeah i'm like man that. i was not this smart <laughs> when i was this yeah. young I know. and like That's eloquent so smart so and mad. eloquent like yeah, yeah 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 that's the thing with tj i'm like i don't know if tj's gonna love the music on this record but i'm sure he'll really love dustin's lyrics connected mm-hmm. the lyricism yeah did you guys sure. catch the uh this song is in six eight but it has like parts that are in five four Yes. They love that. They love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Thrice yeah. is all about a good metric change. And uh, they do it so smoothly, that too, that album. most of the time I'm like, oh, I never noticed that you mm-hmm. go to five or seven here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's one song later on this record that I'm pretty sure does that as well, but I could not actually figure it out. So we'll, we'll get to that. I, I wonder I, if it's the one I'm thinking of, Kylan, because... Probably. I counted, man, and it was... <laughs> I think on most of their records, they have some weird section that's a seven count. It's like it's like a signature move they do, and I don't mm. I don't remember if there is one on this record or not, but we'll we'll hear it if it gets there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh, cool. cool. Do we have anything else about Cold Cash and Cold Hearts? It's colder. Yeah, fucking rocks. Rules. All right, sweet. Yeah, let's let's move say on that for every song. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Any thoughts? Spoiler, yeah. that yeah. might be that might be the review for every song. <laughs> All right, let's move on to track number 2, Under a Killing Moon. Okay, right off the bat, I gotta say, how great is this riff? Oh god, it rips! <laughs> it rips. Musically, it's great. I hate the tone, but mm. yeah, I've I've got I a think tone the critique later. In the the tone's well. terrible, but the riff is great. So I don't. Mm. But that's so of this time too. And I yeah. do miss when like hardcore and punk hardcore records were mixed like this. That like mm. it's. And even that's wild, Josh, you're given the context in part A of like the drums were engineered by this like incredible drum yeah. mixer. And I'm like, these just sound like they just like 
put him in a porta potty and put like an iPhone four to record the drums. But Small like an eye rig and a potato. Yeah, yeah. it's potato. but I love it. I here's, love it. Here's I'm, part of the the mixing controversy that I mentioned earlier is that they with this record had a lot of like and, and this is like as you can see for how they turned out later in their career, mm-hmm. I think this is when they started add, adding in a lot more like ambience and like other like, sp- yeah, they yeah. had a lot of space and like other cool stuff on this record. And when mm. they sent it off to get mixed, it came back as pretty like just standard mix, pretty like dry. what you do. Yeah. And like, there's mm. like this Andy Wallace guy, like there's YouTube videos of like uh, showing different albums that he's done. And he just, he just drops in the same snare sound for all the different records. And you're mm. like, Ugh. so Yes, Kylan, what you're saying is valid, but Thrice had like we're like they got it back into like this is not how this record's supposed to sound. Like it sounds right. like uh you put it in like here's your can, like here's like press 30 seconds on the microwave for your mix and here's what it <laughs> right, is. Like right. that everyone else is. I I think Kylan's point is less about the way it's mixed and EQ'd and more the fact that like that's just a bad guitar sound. <laughs> it really yeah. like, well, I mean, what some that of that is, might just be that's a Marshall too. that is a Marshall JTM eight hundred with the gain fucking at eleven <laughs> broken off. It's and all gain. all the lows, all the lows, all stone. the mids and no treble. That's what What's that sound is. And it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's it could be bad. a combination of things, but I I think the riff more than makes up for it. Oh, I'm glad to hear so y'all yeah. bring it up because I didn't want to be the, the, like, the non-thrice guy, <laughs> yeah. like right. the contrarian, like, being like, that tone's kind of weird, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's bad. It's objectively it's bad. bad. It's, a cool. bad <laughs> it's a bad tone. But like I said, okay, so even though this record great. in particular, like I said, like it never got like a ton of rotation from me, I am very nostalgic for this Sound, yes. for the sound that this it's record trans- evokes, because it transports you, man. It brings there's you right so back many to that bands time from mm. around this time, like heavier bands, that, like like early Taking Back Sunday, early for Taking sure. Back early Sunday, Taking Back Sunday, bad guitar sounds, mm. even like like Glassjaw, even like early yeah, Scaring man. Kids, Scaring Kids, like early Silverstein. That first Silverstein mm. record is mm-hmm. so like there are so many songs where the guitars are out of tune. <laughs> but I love that record so much because it brings I, I like I remember fucking loving that record and not knowing any better when I was like 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and when that stuff too, hits you at a formative time, right? Like right. it has an impact regardless yeah, right. of what the exactly. tone I is. I think back to it. when I was a, a young guitar player cutting my teeth at 22 wanting to be in a metal band and like the only thing you know for heavy guitar sound is oh just make it louder but and this, add yeah, more yeah. gain. Right. So, like that's yeah. the only things you know to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who needs definition? And I do think this Just song, in a, in a lot of ways, like a like almost like a poster child for that era and that sound and that type of song, that type of mix, for mm-hmm. better or for worse. Like I, this is one of the ones that I remember, kind of like being yeah, in yeah. zeitgeist, like out there. That I was like, oh yeah, this is thrice. Like, and and I wasn't, you know, critiquing the tone when I was first hearing it. <laughs> like I, right. This well, through. that's what's wild. This was on Island Records. This right. was like on a major label, and they were still like, "Nope, that's it's like that works. That's, that's good. Fine. That's what that's we great. want. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the sound we want. Oh, All right, dude. let's put twenty five thousand dollars in a marketing budget. For this. <laughs> All right, <laughs> insane, absolutely yeah. product, insane. A product of its era, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it it really is. I have some notes from the band on uh, this riff in particular. 
Please. Let's go. Normally there's like a good snippet in there, but Riley only wrote for this song, this is what happens when Tepe remembers he loves metal. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tepe said, I wrote both of these riffs on days I drove to practice listening to Kill Switch Engage. I guess it shows. You know, oh, it, yeah. wow. honestly, <laughs> yeah. So much sense. Yeah, Cause the breakdown too. I mean, the breakdown feels very Kill Switch as well. Mm-hmm. So that makes that tracks. Which like man, the, watch the witches burn. Mm. Yeah, so good. I can say that breakdown still hits hard in 2023. It's, it's so good. Oh, live. So good. Oh, when they go into it, this even is though good. like so, Dustin can't really scream the same anymore. And I mean, thank God, right? right? Because the way he right, screamed yeah, yeah. on this album. Just yeah, oh god, it sounds like it hurts so bad. Uh, <laughs> but I will say when I when I want him to make those same kind of sounds and he doesn't, there's a part of me that's like, oh, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Mm. But it's the nostalgia. It's because it's like the appropriate way to hear this song is with that ratchet. Just right, yeah, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> just makes me miss being twenty and able to like smoke a pack of cigarettes yeah drink whiskey all night drink whiskey and be fine <laughs> yeah. and be fine the next day because your no body heals that fast right. <laughs> must be nice but yeah dude i love to watch the witches burn mm. breakdown it's so good it's, it's so good tj how did you feel about it i i love it it, it yeah. was watching the witches burn well the lyricism is fire to use their own metaphor you know nice <laughs> like they the fact that he's writing a song that works on one like very you know surface level uh level to talk about this like kind of religious cleansing and like using the Salem witch trials as right. like a story song but then also to like use that as a metaphor to continue the theme of the critique of like American imperialism or religious elitism whatever the case may be I it it fits with the song the fact that the song musically goes so hard and then his lyricism is like so cutting, but not heavy handed. It's just telling a story and also slipping in a little bit of like, maybe think about this, guys. <laughs> maybe don't right. be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> think about works. it when you're singing along to this super catchy chorus. I yeah. love the chorus. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. That's a good song. All right. Is this anyone's favorite? Not my favorite, but. Okay fucking rocks <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise surprise i wonder if uh, it, caleb said that for the first two songs on this record i wonder if we'll get it thrice in a row Ooh, i wonder if we'll get it three times we'll just yeah. we'll just have <laughs> three to times, we'll just have to keep listening the only yeah. way we can do that is if we listen to the record because that's all that's left to do oh, oh, oh zing. Zing. here we go zing. Track thrice, all that's left. <laughs> that <laughs> work. This one feels important, guys. This one feels like a yeah, seminal this track. This is it. Oh, such a good riff, too, man. Ah, so good. Okay, I, I'm much like Caleb. It's I, I've narrowed it down to two songs. Okay. And mm. this is one of this them one for of them? me. This okay. is one nice. of Nice. I love this That's song great. so much. Well, I, ha- I have a theory as to why this is one of your top songs, Josh. I would love to hear it. Uh, 
But it's much later in the song, so should I bring up my other notes and then say that? Or? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Keep me okay. on the edge of my seat. Okay, cool. Mm. Uh, well, as much as the as good as the guitar is on this song, this is really where it's solidified for me. And TJ, I don't know how you feel about it, but mm-hmm. Riley is just a beast on the drums on this. Record. Oh yeah, incredible! Mm. Like just classic old school hardcore metal. Yeah, man. Technical yeah. drummer showed up for work. Like on all of these, just so tight. And just so fast and so, so, so very technical. I love Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, because I feel like it's easy to do like the fast metal drumming Mm -hmm. and like to have those punk roots that that come through and and it's like you're just going hard. But it's another thing to do that and have like a smooth flow and be technical. Like he's kind of got it on all counts. Yeah. Which is really rad. What always sticks out to me on this song in particular listening to the cymbals, how crispy they are. Mm-hmm. That live room must have been so loud when he were like, how many <laughs> sticks and cymbals did he go through when they recorded this? Too many. Just oh, enough. God. Maybe three. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, when you, <laughs> at least really, three, at least <laughs> three, <laughs> they, thrice, thrice cymbals. Thrice cymbals. <laughs> this musical moment right here. Josh, that was it. At 157, the weird bar, I wrote, uh, weird borrowed chord at 157. I know Josh is going to love that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do love that. I just feel like that's something you talk about a lot. Oh. You love when people borrow chords. I do. Mm-hmm. As long do as they, they return them, them, though. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the important part, TJ. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thrice, they seem like nice lads. They probably do. Yeah, they would. <laughs> Thrice is nice. <laughs> they return their borrowed chords. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. Can we just let's just? I, I want to go see Thrice live and buy that shirt from Thrice. Them. Thrice is nice. Is nice. They return. They return borrowed chords. <laughs> That's really good. Oh man! All right, really so we just need that. this episode to get big enough for them to listen to it. Yeah, there we go. Make you make the shirt and I'll wear it to the October show when they come back to oh, Dallas. Oh, perfect. That, yeah, that perfect. scream right there on that yeah, on that turnaround. Ooh, yeah. If we can listen to that back, because it's probably the most angsty moment on the record, and it's also just, here it is. It's so bad. Oh. It's so bad. <laughs> he's he's yeah. going to the hospital in an ambulance for sure. Get that artist in an ambulance, y'all. Oh, very nice. I just, even though, like, oh, God, it's such a cheesy, like, what people call screamo moment, and that term always used to drive me crazy when they would talk about thrice, because, I don't know, that just, I I never equated them to that genre. Uh, like, undersells that, what they do. Kinda. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. But that scream in particular was always just, oh, my God, that's, I can't argue with that, because it's... Yeah. It encapsulates the whole Screamo 2003 thing yep. in one bar. Yeah, certainly a moment of its time. This is, mm-hmm. yeah, we talk about Pretty this cool, on the show because it's like, you're what you're saying, you're, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're very, raising good points. But to me, I'm like, I still love it, though. Like, I'm just like, because the energy and, like, how it ends into, like, that whole last chorus I love. And mm-hmm. I think another reason I love it is like the kind of got mm-hmm. the double vocals going on where right. anytime that happens where you're like singing the same chorus and then Dustin like says another line on top of it. I love when bands do that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just caught up in like, sure, like objectively it probably doesn't 
sound like a good scream or it's like pretty but josh i'm like, right there with you it. i'm like, i'm i'm on team screamo for sure <laughs> <laughs> timo screamo that needs to be a shirt too yeah. timo screamo i do love the way the song ends and transitions yes. into the next song yeah, all because the it's hard are, it's a hard stop yeah. And they, they let the record breathe for a second before that first uh, that first symbol hit for Silhouette. And yeah. it's not only a hard stop, but it's a hard stop on a leading note that right. feels mm-hmm. very unresolved and it matches the whole tone of the song and the record on a larger yeah. scale. Like and resolves into the key in the next song. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, Genius. They thinking. Yeah, they put some thought into the sequencing. Wow. Yeah, they really I did. And I love, yeah, this is where, because the f- it didn't really happen between the first couple tracks, but starting here is when I really started to notice transitions between tracks were like mm-hmm. really solid. It's mm-hmm. like we got your attention and now some of the artistry is going to come through. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a joke about silhouettes, but I no, don't. No, I got one <laughs> last thing I would like to add. I have a note from Brian McTurnan on this. It said, mm-hmm. He says, we added the megaphone to the second verse literally 10 minutes before we had to FedEx the song to be mixed. I'll always remember Dustin sitting wow. next to me in the control room screaming treason into a megaphone pressed up against his guitar pickup. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's incredible. As awesome as the mechanics of recording, did he just fucking say FedEx it off to get mixed? Yes. Yeah, that, dude. It's so it's 2003, oh man. <laughs> How, God, that... Back in That's the day. wild that you were still doing that in 2003. I think I got right. my first, like, well, no, we didn't have a home computer by then, I don't think. LimeWire came a couple years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Pro no, Tools was out, so they may like, have been doing this on Pro Tools still, but I guess they're yeah, like... Um, or Cubase, probably. Can't, we can't email yeah. this big file through the... Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through the, through the AOLs. It'd be like my internet currently. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah this will take six weeks to email <laughs> one stem. <laughs> Send it through FedEx. Dude, that's wild. But yeah, that's, that's crazy. Cool. A megaphone into his pickup. I, yeah, I love that that's he's going so through cool, the pickup, man. and I guess they're recording the guitar amp. Right. So like his yeah. voice is going through the pickup out of the amp, and they're like, yeah, that's the easiest way to record this. Who thought of that? <laughs> like, whose idea was that? I need right. that person on my next record. Brian McTernan, I bet. <laughs> sure. Ugh, incredible. Genius. But that's the kind of that's also the kind of thing you can do when you've got actual studio time funded by a big label. Like that's right. the most fuck around and find out thing ever. It's like, what if we put a megaphone on pickups? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, so just glad take a they bong did. rip and like hear me out. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad. And they here did. we are. Yeah, here we are with with Josh's uh, sweet sweet uh, inside scoop to all appreciate that. Right. <laughs> right. That yeah, they yeah. did find out. This is <laughs> why you write the notes, moment. band members. This is why you write the notes. Mm, right. For sure. Yep. Mm. All right. Let's move on to track number. God. Oh my God. Only track four? Okay. Let's Some move on to track right number four <laughs> Silhouette. <laughs> This intro will sound suspiciously familiar for anyone who listened to a little band called... Yeah! Guess what? Guess what? It is. This is my only note for this song. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, we will link to that song, Ghost you Town Showdown, or I'll, play in the show I'll put it in. <laughs> because even though we were called DFW's best Maylene cover band, we were actually yeah, this a Thrice cover band. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess well, I didn't okay. realize at the time how bad I ripped that off <laughs> until years later. <laughs> years later. Yeah, you ripped this off hard. You ripped off a Memphis Mayfire song so hard. <laughs> oh, God. And then played it for the guitar player for from Memphis. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah. That's okay. At least you got to play on the Delta record. Hey, man. So that's the best yeah. steal, you know? Okay, so... Listeners of this show will know that there's three things I love in this world. That's sweet, sweet bass, <laughs> good song intros, and triplets. And mm. guess what, motherfucker? This intro has <laughs> all three. It's got all of them. <laughs> it's got a trifecta. This is my perfect intro, guys. <laughs> three. Nailed it. It's got all three. I think this might uh, be my thrice. favorite. This might be my favorite song in the record. See I would have guessed this song. Because there was one time we saw them. I think it was when we saw them for the To Be Everywhere tour. Yeah. And Caleb and I are, are standing together, like, at the yeah, show. The story. And then <laughs> Silhouette happens. The And Caleb just grabs my shirt <laughs> and then just, like, takes off. He just, like, is, like, he, like, gets pulled and he's, like, I must go now. And then, like, <laughs> I was, like, yep, that's I, it. Man, I went into such a fugue state. It was a higher Because they calling. didn't play it. Well, because uh, another fun fact, like, that I never saw Thrice live until after they came back. After so they chilled was, out? Yeah, like, 2015, <laughs> I think, that was the first time I ever saw Thrice live, and they didn't play a lot from Artist, which is my favorite Thrice right. album. And so when they played Silhouette at that show, it was the first time I'd ever seen it live, and I, I lost my shit. You did. <laughs> and Josh paid the price It was a wonderful <laughs> moment. I'm, I loved getting to experience that with you. It was great. Mm, good times. It was good. So good. Yeah, dude, they're so talented. It is insane to me. Yeah. This is what TJ, rad. I really do want you to listen to some some of the later Thrice records. Oh, I will. Yeah. Especially um, when Dustin has like, oh man, his voice, how it's aged is aged so well. Like a it's fine wine. Fine man. Oh, it really has. That Kylan's drinking in his massage chair. Yeah, listening to without you show. <laughs> Dustin's probably right next to you. He's probably like, Yeah, this is how you do it. Like, this is great, man. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, dude, this song is so good. It is. I have a note on this song from Brian as well. Uh, he said, Dustin was screaming so hard when he was doing vocals on between on between the break between the second chorus and the bridge, you could hear him spit, and it sounded really intense. We yeah. ended up taking it out because it was cool, but kind of gross. Wow. <laughs> like, just Man, I wish they kept that in, because that's like... <laughs> How I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that studio when they're listening back and they're like, do we can mm. Should we? It's kind of yeah. sweet, but it's a little gross. Uh, We're on island now. The, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's what I was about to say. That's the, It's only because they're on a major label because any yeah. other punk or metal band worth their salt oh, totally would be like, would fuck yeah. Keep, yeah. keep the spit yeah. taken. That's, that's the secret sauce. Literally. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. I wish that was in there. Yeah. Somewhere yeah, in there. Um, so I, again, I first heard the song when I was in seventh grade. Uh, I was 12 years old, right? Wow. I didn't 
actually know the lyrics or understand what he was singing right. until like three years ago. <laughs> Whoa. That's so Dude, great. I get that. There's so many songs that are like that, that I've just been like singing along to because the vocal is just like, yeah. it's just part of the music. And then yeah. it finally hits you like years later. You're like, Oh wow. Okay. I think everyone sort of collectively had that with semi-charmed life. By third eye blind, <laughs> yeah. like uh, after a few years, are like, do do do. Did he say crystal meth? What? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love yep. it. we've all been so. There. Yeah, this is a good transition for for everyone that's not me on the show to maybe talk about the lyrics of the song. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of like going back to what you said, Caleb, about he he's doing a great job of cent- like putting himself in the narrative that he's sort of analyzing or critiquing, I feel like this is the more introspective song where he's like critiquing himself, like talking about himself as a silhouette, putting on a false image um, for the world to see, but also kind of questioning himself and in a healthy way, I think. But I'd love to know what the Thrice scholars in the house think. <laughs> um, gosh, this... The pre-chorus in this song, I think, is so great because it's the it's the whole, you know... With they the race me along and all that, infinite or? infinite synapse of white lines. Um, it's like it's like your your thought your thought is being directed a certain way, and you're being you're being forced into a mold of thought and action. Mm. And so it's like you're you're being told to conform, being told to to live and behave a certain way. Mm. Um, and that's a line like chasing the dawn with storybook syntax because nothing ever change changes. Yeah. It's very 1984. Right. Mm. And not just because you're submitting to big brother or whatever, but, um, when the two main characters fall in love, you've got this idea of being compelled by the machine in the pre-chorus, which then talks about when you find something that pierces that veil, that it's your eyes slit the throat of all I know about myself and life, the silhouette lie, that there's someone or something that's more important or, or can speak louder than the other outside imposing forces that's that's able to have a better positive influence on the direction you're taking. Mm, like piercing through the kind of plastic version. Right, right. Helping, helping you find your true self, kind of. Sometimes we need that outside voice to help us understand who we are or who, yeah. who we're becoming. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this is another one, Caleb, what you were saying with like the lyrics. I did not even realize the lyrics are later on in the song. Like hydrogen split on fault lines or 10 years living with exposure to radon. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. That's in this song. It's like yeah. an atom bomb. It's like yeah, an atom bomb. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Which makes sense, but I was like, I would have never been like, hey, Josh, what song does doesn't say radon in? I'd be like, what? None. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You just go see Oppenheimer or something? Yeah. What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm surprised yeah. this wasn't on the Oppenheimer soundtrack. Yeah, me too. Should have been. Maybe it'll be It was on a period piece, film. but yeah. otherwise they probably would put it on there. It would have been a great like credit song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Okay, guys, we got anything else? Well, I think it's important when you're doing like the party so sweaty. <laughs> like in Oppenheimer, it's really important not to look at the blast because it's super bright. And you also mm-hmm. shouldn't look at other bright things mm-hmm. like the sun. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't mm-hmm. stare at the sun, Kyle. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say. There it is. PSA. Zing. Josh, welcome to the sweaty side, brother. Hey. <laughs> Bro, it's hot. It's hot over here because I'm staring at the sun all day. Yeah. Mm. 
Go check out your local <laughs> library. Here's track five, Stare at the Sun. <laughs> This is a this is also a contender for favorite song on this album. So mm-hmm. I was fully prepared before doing this listen for the show, fully prepared for this to be my favorite song. Because this is mm-hmm. the one I remember the most. Right. This was like mm-hmm. their big single. It right? got promoed. Like, yeah. Like this yeah. was I was like, okay, this this is gonna be my favorite. Uh it's not. Mm. But this it's fire bass line, though. Oh. So good. This is the so sweetest. Good. Okay, on the show, we always talk about sweet, sweet bass. <laughs> this might be the sweetest bass I have heard in a in a long time. Potentially yeah, since As Cities Burn on the yeah, show. Man. Oh, wow. And okay. he's just like doing it the whole song, too. You're like, dude, yeah, your fingers got to be so tired, man. Unrelenting. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I guess the chorus you could you settle yeah, down a little bit. Yeah, he does. But, but it just goes right back to the verses. Like, do, 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 do. Just like hey, yeah, but, chill out. So bro. this song, when when I was getting bullied a lot, this song was kind of a safe space lyrically because it's like you know mm. I'm due for a miracle, waiting for something to change, and nothing mm. will. So I guess I'll just stare at the sun until. Either it makes sense or I can't see anymore. And I, yeah, I don't know. So you're like I, I connected out. with that concept very early on as, as a young person in the world that, yeah, you know, the world wasn't very kind to me for a while. And this song helps me make so sense of that. Because I'm due for a miracle. I'm waiting for a sign. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. man, I get yeah. it. I get and it. And I think it's one of those songs that even ages well. Like, I feel like it it lands now at, mm-hmm. for, for somebody like me coming in, like, I, I do remember this song. I, I wasn't thinking about the lyrics when I first heard it back mm-hmm. in, in the youth group days, but now analyzing it, I'm like, this, this hits like lyrically it, <laughs> it, it still kind of provides that comfort and that camaraderie of like, yeah. you know, staring, staring at the sun until you understand or you go yeah. blind. Like I, there's a complexity to it and a simplicity to it. It works on both yeah. levels. And even, even the musicality in the song. So like the, the lyricism and the musicality, I think in this song in particular points forward to things that Thrice would do in the future more than any That's other song. That's exactly sure. That mm. was my biggest note on this song. It's like, oh, this is where you can see kind of what they they're going to turn into. Yeah. You hear, and major it makes minor, sense why you hear major minor in the song a lot. For sure. Mm. This definitely feels like it's, it's one of the most accessible songs on the record too. For people that like yeah. aren't like metal or hardcore fans. You know, like you've had this onslaught essentially for the first four songs, and this one makes sense to be on the radio because it's clean vocals. There's no weird screamy moments, and it's got riffs, but not like a real hardcore breakdown. It's it's like it flirts the line of pop of pop punk very easily. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's my favorite song on the record. Oh, (laughs) because it's it's a little more like palatable for. For somebody with my taste, and yeah, and, that'd but still have some heavy moments. Like I'm gonna say it again, you gotta listen to to later thrice, dude. Mm-hmm. Will do. Hey, if you, you like really this, yeah. you love it. Yeah, major yeah. minor TJ, I think I think is a good fit for you. Major minor, sweet. gosh, sure. the way the lyrics are crafted on that record are just unreal, man. Hmm. But we're not here to talk about major minor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but <laughs> speaking about lyrics, like I just love some of these lines. Like I studied saints and scholars both. 
Mm-hmm. Um, do I trust my heart or just my mind? Why is truth so hard to find? And then yeah. in the bridge, the a shrine or stone, or he says, I know, I know there's a point I've missed, a shrine or stone I haven't kissed. And it's these kind of like, these rhyme schemes that might feel kind of pat or pedestrian, but like he's he's packing, he's jam packing each line with something powerful. With uh, a so, lot of content. So it doesn't yeah, exactly. feel clunky. Like my favorite line lands. is when is that I cracked my teeth on pearls. Because yeah. it's like it's like when you're it's oh, when you're searching visual. it's when you're searching for something that you think is gonna be the answer, but it just ends up hurting you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Like, oh it's just so good. And it's like tactile, like it, like mm-hmm. you know, you, it's visceral. Your, your, your mouth like, almost starts yeah, hurting. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh man, Dustin, you okay? Dustin has a note on that. He says the cracking teeth on pearls line is a reference Ooh. to not throwing pearls to swine. But okay. someone mm. later told me there's a Simpsons episode where Homer chews on pearls for some reason. <laughs> he said, I have yet to see it. Of course there oh, is. Oh, my God. Of is course that, there is. Is that a, the Simpsons did it first, or is yeah. that a thrice did it first? Mm. I mean, Simpsons obviously did it first, but. Or did Mute Math do the song Stare at the Sun first? Ooh, it's, uh, hot take. Oh, I think this was. Hot take. Two years before. No, I know. <laughs> <We're close. laughs> do you like how I just completely misinterpreted that? Cracked our teeth on pearls line. No, I, think it's but, interpretation. No, that's <laughs> I, think, I think you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I, I think feel like totally he's that kind of writer thing. where like he'll throw out a like meaning behind the thing, and that's what he put. Well, in yeah, it's like I'll take your... this thing, but it also like has a new context within this song that I'm sculpting because of all of that. Yeah, and that yeah. that could be true of any narrative art form that it right. could have a lot of subtext and a lot of various interpretations. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. layers. Doesn't make you so mad when you hear writing like this and think about the fact that he was like in his early twenties, oh, I know we talked about that in another so, song, oh God, but it makes, makes me so, so mad. mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> mad. <laughs> so mad. I look back yeah. at all the, everything like, I've been writing for the past year and I'm like, God, this, right. I'm just, I'm awful. I am <laughs> right. terrible. Yeah, I am yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah. Caleb, I've spent the last like week and a half expending my creative energy on a cover of Die Young by Kesha <laughs> and Breaking the Habit by Linkin Park. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I could never do something as good as this. Like, I'm oh, so man. just doing covers. That's one, of those, that's one of those things you just look up and it's like, well, how did I get here? <laughs> what are we yeah. doing? <laughs> For real. I have those moments every, every day. <laughs> it's the uh, existential crisis of wasting your life on music. I, I really do. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Before we move on, I want to just say this is, the other song that's in the running for me, uh, for mm-hmm. my favorite. Nice. And yeah, I just love all the lyrics for it. The bridge to the end of the song may be my favorite mm-hmm. like moment on mm. this record of this because I love his lyrics and the bridge and like the desperation of it and like I don't know, the Shriner Stone, all this stuff like like how it's like right. one and or the other kind of he does that a lot in his in his writing, I think, where it's like this and that or this or that. And I really mm-hmm. love that. So I just wanted to mention yeah. that. This is the other song for me. So Josh, are you a side A guy on this record? I actually am a side A guy on this record. Wow, that's yeah, rare. Yeah, I that's am. Rare. It is. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then the note Tepe had that he said, I indirectly, he said, I recently realized I indirectly snaked in a U2 riff in part of this song. <laughs> I'm quite Excellent. pleased with how tasteful my subconscious is. But I'm like, <laughs> I listened. I don't know which riff he's talking about, and so right. like, if, I don't if, recognize it. Either. Yeah. So to listeners huh. out there, try if to find the U2 know. riff, I guess, in there's this the, song. There's your Easter egg for Where's this the episode. Edge? Oh, Where's well, the good edge luck inside? because if Josh can't find it, I don't know if you I can. can't find it. Maybe he's just thinking because I think U2 on Pop has a song called "Stare at the Sun." Maybe he's just uh, thinking that. Could but, be. Yeah. I admittedly, I'm not big, and I'm not 
a big enough YouTube fan to know. Right. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Josh, too, yeah, if Josh I, can't find it, I don't I don't know if anyone can. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> See if our jammers take up the challenge. Maybe somebody can prove us wrong. All right, guys. Let's move on. Insert something funny here. Track six, <laughs> Paper Tigers. I gotta say before we get too far into it, this is my favorite song. Oh, it on rocks. the record, dude! <laughs> I know, I know it. I feel like this is very unexpected for me. Typically, Caleb's two on stepping right now. Listeners, I know. I guess every time I hear this, in I his just, chair. Uh... <laughs> okay, but here's the thing, though. I wrote this as my favorite song, and then when I went to re-listen to the record again. So, you know, we just did the the Spoken record last week, and my favorite song from that, the whole thing was like, the whole world is burning, mm. and then I told the story. Oh, wow. And then, and then I'm listening, to, I'm reading the lyrics mm-hmm. on this one, and mm-hmm. I'm like, do I have like a pyro problem? Like, all my favorite <laughs> yeah. songs are about shit burning. Uh-huh. Because this whole song is, yeah, they light the world on fire just to watch it burn. It'll be their mm-hmm. funeral Welcome pyre. Welcome to like, Kylan Therapy Jams now. Like, this might be my worldview a little this, bit. Man. Pyrotherapy. It's a new thing that, I'm, I'm trying yep. out. <laughs> Pyrotherapy. That everything yep. is fucking on fire. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yes, I agree. Preach. Mm-hmm. This song just goes so hard, dude. Oh, man. It is it's so all hard. about burning and death and murder. Ugh. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. And I, I realize, yeah, I love songs about spiders and songs about fire because I'm <laughs> secretly a little spooky kid at heart. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Very true. This one with like the gallops in there, it goes. It's it got, just goes so hard. Dustin goes so hard. The heaviest song on the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also the most spacey and ambient. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Okay. Somehow. Yes. I wrote in the intro and outro. I love. It's got the weird. I was thinking like. Uh, thriller, the album, or or Goblin, the mm. guy, the Italian yeah. band that like scored all of the like Dario Argento or uh, like like Giallo horror films, even some John Carpenter. There's like yeah. very much like horror, like Italian inspired like horror synth stuff going on in this yeah. song. You know, the, it doesn't cool. it doesn't remind me of that at all. You know what I hear. In those parts is I hear? just hear a drain. <laughs> a drain? I hear like a like a bathtub draining mm. water. I don't know why. It is That's always contra awesome. that video that. of like, oh, there's pulling that. the plug on the drain section. <laughs> I get that. I mean, it's two different ways of saying the same thing. Everything's on fire yeah. and it's all going down the drain. It's all going down the drain. <laughs> hey, there it That's is. Good. We're in a spiral. Yeah, I didn't get all those like... <laughs> Those references kind of, but I feel like in those parts of like, I feel like they're starting to show like the glimpse into their musical development of what you'll kind of hear on Visu and Alchemy Index right. of like expanding mm-hmm. their sound a little bit well, on, on, on that part is what I heard for this song. I really mm-hmm. want to know if any of them are Goblin fans because this has real mm-hmm. Goblin energy. The band, not just the spooky creature. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Important <laughs> distinction. I just need to clarify. Like, but like, like the very first note like that synth sound in the very beginning of Paper Tigers reminds me of Thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, hear, oh, yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I feel like this song was supposed to be the follow-up to Deadbolt. This was like the Deadbolt killer of this record so that people would stop telling them to play Deadbolt at all their shows. Right. <laughs> I don't think it worked, though. Spoiler, it didn't succeed. <laughs> I still want them to play Deadbolt. <laughs> I you do, get too. rid of it, man. I love it. Wow, we've, we're only halfway through the record and we've gotten through everyone's favorite song. That seems rare. Think we, so yeah, do we, we need have, to even cover? I think we're all second There's still some contenders for me. There's still oh, some okay. contenders for me. <laughs> um, I know at least one more, and it's not going to be the one you think it is. Oh, it's mm. cool. okay. Mine does get a little bit sparse because I'm not as much of a side B guy for this record. So interesting. I'm just going to be well, chilling here. I, I get my, that because this record, massage share in my rosé, Thailand and Fugazi. This record does have a lot of kind of sameness. Like it's all like. A relatively similar BPM, mm-hmm. I feel like, especially yeah. kind of the second half of this record. But it's a very one you know, note record for sure. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. definitely it's like a, a young note. hardcore metal band. Mm-hmm. It's a great note, yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and move on to track number seven: Hoods on Peregrine. Base baby. Fun fact: Peregrine is a type of falcon. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. We may have listeners that don't know that are like hoods on what? That's the whole point. Like a hood on. (laughs) Oh, that just fucked. That just fucked me up real bad. That's, that's like um, fun, hey that's listen. like fun fact ford is a car company <laughs> josh isn't the only one with facts on the show man i i i can offer facts i mean nailed it i will say i will it. say thrice did a podcast talking about this record for the 20th anniversary this year and the re-recording that they did and dustin did specifically take time to mention that it is about putting hoods on your peregrine falcons so <laughs> okay so, so yeah there may be people valid. that don't know <laughs> god these riffs every riff on this song just really hits this is my favorite this is my favorite guitar song on the album for sure mm, yeah god it's so good it's so riffy this song was where i noted again for like the third time that the guitars are consistently solid. They're like yeah. full and like they do the huge wall of sound thing when they're supposed to. And then they kind of like shred tastefully with really great lines when they're supposed to like, there's, there's not a part out of place and it always supports the song. It doesn't get in the way of Dustin's vocals. It doesn't get in mm-hmm. the way of the bass. Like everything's just really well curated part, part mm-hmm. wise. Yeah. They, yeah. they fill the sonic space really, really smartly mm-hmm. where it's never, nothing is standing like nothing is stepping on top of something else. Right. I got to ask Caleb. I know this is not the case at all, but as a fellow, uh, dark tower fan, does mm-hmm. this song give you any sort of like dark tower vibes? Uh, any sort of no, wizarding yeah, glass cause vibes? The cause the whole thing like with knowledge the, locked in a tower, in the tower but then he talks, key. well, the whole thing was in his, in his, 
in Roland's duel, like to get his guns or whatever, he used his mm-hmm. falcon. Yeah. Oh, when he of. when he defeated Court. That's yeah, true. Dude. Yeah. You know. So that's what I always think of when I hear dude, that. the Venn diagram here. Interesting. Yeah. Very <laughs> so specific. Right. Everything this is everything cast is King Cast over here now. Everything is nineteen. Everything is nineteen. Causal wheel. It's happening. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love it. That's a real. Yeah, that's a really good connection, man. Great movie too, right, guys? <laughs> oh my! Shut up! Go away! Shut your mouth! Leave! Fucking leave! But I know, Caleb, you're, you're the only person that I could talk to about Dark Tower potential Dark Tower references in a Thrice song. That Venn diagram <laughs> is you and me. It literally is just like you I and said, me. I've been waiting for small. this mashup my entire life. <laughs> right? <laughs> only on church jams now. <laughs> that's right. Stay for the or come for the fun facts about Falcons. Stay for the Dark Tower references. <laughs> Stay for the also about nice Falcons. T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> them. Uh, one last thing about about the actual song in the intro that the the splash symbol cracked me up every time I listened to it. It's so funny, funny to me because it's so little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's all splash symbols. <laughs> it's just yeah. There, there's some moments actually on Paper Tigers that felt that way too. Like a lot of the drums were like the parts were huge, but the sonics were small. I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the drums, the drums sounded like the playing was so good, and I feel mm-hmm. like it was mixed so terribly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it. They feel small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they mm-hmm. don't feel as huge and hit as hard as they should. Right. Yeah. They're very high-end focus, so you get the impact mm-hmm. and the click, but you don't yep. get the space. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I What's had a couple that? songs that I mentioned, like Clicky Kick Drum, that was like really bothering me. Like the low mm-hmm. end kind of shows up as a swell transient at the end. Right. Yeah. Like Clicky Attack, but none of that Instead kind of, of the big sub-forward, yeah. Right. Right. It feels very like live venue mixing. Yes. Which, you know, to be fair, like in 2003, probably at this point... For smaller bands that didn't have like massive like Metallica budgets, but e- even a lot of those like Metallica records and stuff too in the nineties, like I feel like people were still trying to figure out how to translate a heavier sound. Yep. To a like a seat to a studio. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And people were sampling, but they weren't they weren't like programming drums yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think people didn't. I think we didn't really know how to do that yet. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. was like in that transitional period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I like the line. Uh, you think they're selling you truth? Truth is, they're selling you out. Mm. Still mm-hmm. true today. Still true today. <laughs> Still true today. Man. <laughs> We're all just paragons with hoods on us, man, walking, right. bumping into walls, flying into the ground. Birds, man, are they even real? Birds, birds are real. No. It's a conspiracy, Caleb. They're drones, man. Yeah, birds and COVID. None of it's real. Uh, let's move on to track number eight. Thanks, the, bad. <laughs> the melting point of wax. Hot take. Pun. This is my skip track. Oh. This is my skip track. Really? Interesting. And for one critical reason, because they wrote this song twice. Yes. When they, was the other they, time they wrote it? 
uh, after I said. when they wrote Icarus on the wind portion of the alchemy index. Daedalus. Mm. Daedalus. Sorry, Daedalus. I, I'm not a big fan of the wind portion of the alchemy index, and so I, I've, I haven't listened to it very much. But this is one of those hindsight is 2020 things. I never really cared mm. for the song when the record first came out anyway, but especially since they covered the same ground – in a later record, I appreciate the song even less. Down the oh road. no! <laughs> even though they're from like different perspectives, like this they're is from, from Icarus's perspective, Daedalus's But is I don't know. Writing about writing any sort of mythology just feels so contrived. Because we all know the story. There's not really. There's not. I'm There's not nothing much to like gain. Yeah, like that's why exactly, we haven't seen exactly. like an Icarus movie. Exactly. It's like yeah, we well, all it's, get it's it probably, at this it's point. Probably coming, but yeah, yeah. it's going to be part of the DCU. And so I don't know. I'm not going to say that you can't find new insight whenever you're covering a very well-known story and very well-known thematic motifs, but it's it's tough. It's yeah. tough, and I don't necessarily think they extracted anything earth-shattering for me out of this song or the follow-up the Daedalus. Yeah, I feel like for me, and and so my perspective is wildly different because I'm coming into this super fresh, and you yeah. know, I don't even know about this other uh, Daedalus song, but just that concept, because I agree, there's so many songs, movies, films, books, whatever, that like tread the same ground and you're like, okay, what are you bringing to this that's fresh? It is a tricky thing to do as an artist, but mm-hmm. it but it also is kind of like, well, there's nothing new under the sun, like might as well try to like be a part of the conversation that someone else started yeah. a long time ago and see if I can bring something new to it. For me, this song brought a little bit of nuance to the story um, mm. and, and related it uh, contextually to the concept album that you're kind of advocating for, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's like, how does my personal responsibility um, factor into like societal issues? And so yeah, how am true. I the Icarus? And like, how am I kind of getting in the way or being the problem or part of the problem? Um, that was like one thing that I was like, okay, he's he's like putting a fresh spin on this. Um, otherwise, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, but it's tough. You do raise a good point. When you connect the song to the broader theme of the record, right? and it's about breaking free from the machine, as it were, or breaking out of these systems right. and feeling like you have to do it on your own, that's when it makes more sense. Like, you know, I'll fly on these secondhand wings willing to find out what impossible means. Like, you have to go and scratch. You have to go scratch the surface for yourself to find out if it's even possible or not. Yeah, so, and then finally right. landing on that point of the melting point of wax means nothing to me. Like, right. that's where it kind of lands, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, it's like that sort of desperation to change your circumstance. Right. Well, and I think it's also weird putting the song where putting yourself as Icarus when we're like, we all know Icarus dies. Like, and you're mm-hmm. like, right. yeah, exactly. I'm putting myself in this position, and we yes. all know what happens to Icarus that he doesn't like. It doesn't happen in the Wait, song, what? but it's what happens. Right. Oh. <laughs> um, Kylan, does he Kylan, need to say I'm gonna hurt your feelings. I'm gonna hurt your feelings. <laughs> You're a big he <laughs> <laughs> Say it thrice. No, 
We got to put a spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag spoilers to all your ancient Greek mythology. <laughs> spoiler, mm-hmm. alert. spoiler alert. The Icarus dies year in the old, The thousand-year-old mythologist. Hey, listen. Some of us haven't caught up on the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> some of us haven't caught up on our Greek mythology, okay? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tomato, potato, right? <laughs> it's the same thing, really. It's oh, everything. There's nothing new under the sun. Fast and Furious is the new. Fast Greek and mythology. Furious is Greek mythology. It's our Greek our mythology. Times. I think we yeah, can all agree. Right. That. Yeah, yeah, that will be our enduring that's legacy. True. Exactly. Insert line about family here. <laughs> Boom. I do think it is interesting putting yourself in that position where you're like, oh, this is a weird because we know what's going to happen to the guy. But Dustin said. The lyrics are my official answer to all criticism of our decisions as a band in the last year and a half. Ooh, so I like that. Yeah, cool. I guess because I mean, as they're coming out of obviously being very punk and heavy on like their first two right. records, and like mm-hmm. signing with a major label, and I guess how that looks in two thousand three. Like we talked about, whenever we, we still about cared about selling out, selling uh, out exactly. Yeah. Everyone so, cared about selling out. Yeah. So now everyone's this, like, yeah, get paid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now money. I'm yeah, like, oh my god, can I please sell out? Can I do that? Yes. Yeah. Can I have a song in a Kia commercial? To. That will pay for Is my, it my mortgage. Turn? Is it please. my turn now? <laughs> I'm ready to. Yeah. So I I like that and how personal it is. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I like and I also like that there are, that he they've done maybe it's a little rote, but that they've done it twice that he's done a song mm-hmm. from Incarus's perspective and Daedalus. So mm-hmm. and like is it. there is is maybe Daedalus a response further down the road yeah, talking like about the mistakes that they had made, mm-hmm. you know? Mm, maybe. Could be. Mm. He, what he needs to do the pieces. to really complete the trilogy is to write a song from the sun's perspective. Ah, there you go. No, yeah. that would be, it'd be the Minotaur's perspective. The Minotaur's. Okay, I like that. Or just the dude watching. Like, he should, it should be a song that you don't yeah. know is about Icarus, about a Ooh, guy backdoor like, pilot. Walking, on, walking on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Or like, he's like a fisherman, and it's a song about a fisherman, and then at the very end, it's, it's like, like the last scene of Cloverfield. <laughs> like, you just see in the background, the like, something. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write that song. I want to write That's Perfect. rad This is the lyrical conversation you've been waiting for, Kylan. And thrice. Kylan Savage. Um, mm. Screw the Kesha cover I'm working on. This is what <laughs> Um, okay, I had one. I had I had a question about the time signature yes. stuff in this song, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, uh, I, I might be able to answer it. Okay, because I counted, man. I was okay. like doing my homework. Okay, cool. Then let's let's get into it. The verses in six eight. What yep. or the, sorry, the intro is in six eight. Yeah. What the hell time signature is the verse in five four with an accent on two and four? It's, so weird. it's insane. It, it makes no it. sense, and it's the best. That's so weird. I love it so much. It makes no sense. I cannot figure it out. Thank you for figuring it out. You're welcome. It was bothering me. And I was like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, man. Uh, So accents on two and four. My toes and five, four. Yep. That's so weird. Um, And I did some additional counting on on the next song. So we can get into that again. Oh, good. I'm glad you did, TJ. Yeah, yeah. I really did the hard math on that one. All right. Well, let's move on to track number nine Blood Clots and Black Holes. Metal. Yeah, 
literally that was my first note too. You guys both said it. I, my first note was this is so metal. Uh, but then when the whole band comes in, it feels very Muse to me. Yeah, and yeah. they're all kind of playing the same thing. Same yeah, in, in melody. It's very yep. Muse. And then the gallops here. This may be my skip track on the record. I'll, okay. I'll say mm. it's not my favorite. Not my favorite. But the chorus is really catchy. I've always appreciated that chorus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dustin mentions that he really likes the lyrical meter in it, and I think Tepe even they talk a lot how like the cadence of the lyrics in it, and it mm-hmm. is pretty catchy. And like Dustin doesn't do that a ton of times, but I think it's done better on a B side for this record. Mm-hmm. Motion isn't meaning that I think yeah. should have made the record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, hot take, hot take. I've never heard it, so I don't know. But I assume that's a hot take. I don't think it's on streaming, <laughs> sadly. But it's great. <laughs> mm. Okay, so TJ, what? Tell me about. Tell me your math. So, yeah, you've got a pretty straight, like straight ahead driving song until two o four, roughly, where we get to, and and this is a a sort of um, a dig I have with this song, but it, but. <laughs> Only in 2023. In 2003, I give it a pass. Is this, in 2023, is this the, the breakdown? Yeah, it's 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 mm. too on the nose to say breakdown on the breakdown. <laughs> in 2023, you can't do that. Like just, but in 20 in 2003, in 2003, you can do it. I'll give him a pass. Yeah. It's a simpler yeah. time. Sure, was, totally. Yeah. No one knew what breakdowns were. Yeah, yeah, breakdowns yeah. weren't as, yeah. It was uncharted territory. We're still sure. feeling exactly. the shockwaves of 9 11 in the country. We'll give them the pass <laughs> oh yeah, of being able to say breaking down on a breakdown. Uh, <laughs> I knew Caleb would like we've that. We've lost Caleb. <laughs> uh, I knew he would dig that. And Caleb's proud to be an American. <laughs> Where at least oh, he knows he's thriving. <laughs> so you yeah. say that two more times, TJ? No, he says We're it thrice. Okay. He says it thrice times. Thrice. Ah, he does. Okay. Okay. Least yeah, so so the, the note I was going to say, TJ, <laughs> leads you into this. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Riley says that this is the second song they wrote after Illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, first was actually Melting Point of Wax. And then he says, the breakdown is for nerds. Yes. Ooh. Yep. So. Fucking so, nerds. <laughs> Nerd TJ, tell us what happens. Yeah, I'll do my best. At 2.04 um, is kind of the the timestamp right before that breakdown. So if you want to yeah, drop yeah. us in there. There is basically it's a series of one bar of eight and then one bar of exponentially arrhythmic insanity. <laughs> so it goes a bar of eight and then a bar of five and a half. Bar of eight, bar of six and a half. Bar of eight, <laughs> bar of seven and a half. Bar of eight, bar of eight and a half. Punk beat. <laughs> is the half beat in there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cause I was, cause I was just counting in f- like three measures of four four, and then a one four, three measures of four four, then two four. Yes. And so it just it adds one every time. Yeah, and I think you can count it that way too. I was counting it in eight, and so you know more. One, yeah, two, you're probably numbers yeah, in there yeah. with the e and yeah, yeah. and all that. So, but it's a ha- it's like a half, <laughs> and then it goes it. So it feels entirely like 
off kilter the whole time every time you get out of the eight the bar of eight that's why which just drove me bananas until i figured it out at which point it felt great <laughs> yeah dude like, that's like, like how i feel like like when i finish a crossword puzzle <laughs> right <laughs> like i get it i get like, exactly where you're coming from pointless doesn't help anyone doesn't actually I'm such a like, lazy I'm such a lazy <laughs> fucking musician. I swear I don't know how to count. It, anytime we do weird rhythmic stuff, I I have to just invent my own time signature that makes sense to me and hey, then end up still as long like, as you're just, playing just, the part. Just show me where the just, just let hey, me find the hey, one. Hey, yeah. on the show. Hey, we just say you're just a vibe guy. You're a vibe yeah, guy. You're I'm not a lazy musician. You're a vibe guy. I'm really just here for like the energy. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's my that's whole thing on this show. So <laughs> I'm there with you. Brian mentioned it. He said, I love the end break and I can even count it now. <laughs> so I love that Bryce had to teach it to him and he's like, oh, I can count it See? now. That's great. Ma'am. Even he yeah. was psyched about that. Yeah, he was. He should be. That's great. So my whole thing, <laughs> it's not really a note for any specific song, but I said at the very beginning, I thought this was, this album was called The Artist and The Ambulance <laughs> because boy, do they love alliterative titles with and. <laughs> in them Mm -hmm. on this album you have cold Mm -hmm. cash and colder hearts blood clots and black holes then they also have the Mm -hmm. don't tell and we won't ask which is why i thought (laughs) the artist and the ambulance i'm like that just makes sense to me because it's already too many of this thing on this record so why not just add another thing Mm. sure uh that being said let's move on to track number 10 the artist in the ambulance This was close. This was this was in the running for my favorite song, which is funny okay. because really? quick note. Quick note, and you're gonna hear it. This is the worst recorded guitar sound I have ever fucking heard. <laughs> it sounds like someone played a Line 6 Spider amp on the <laughs> neck pickup of their guitar with the tone rolled all the way all off. The way it's off, yeah. so bad. And in the follow-up record, they made the t- the 20-year anniversary release. They didn't fucking fix it. And it was like, why? <laughs> why? It's everything been 20 also, years. Everything on the re-release sounds so good. It, and then they got to this song on the re-release, and I'm like, why did you do that again? <laughs> why? Man. You're talking about Tepe's lead tone? Yeah. On there? Yeah. It just That's sounds rough. like a wet it's- spaghetti noodle. <laughs> <laughs> I have a note on it from the band. Oh, if, please, if please. Tepe was saying he wrote like a ton of lead lines. He couldn't figure it out. We went th- and Brian's saying we went through a ton of different ideas that didn't really work. And just as we were about to kill ourselves, I hooked up this wah pedal and a battery that was dying. Every time Tepe would take his finger off the fret, the guitar would make this crazy harmonic note. Tepe literally wrote the part around that crazy note, and that's what you hear now. So, hmm. yeah, cool, but So he had weird. a piece of equipment that sounded bad. That was faulty. And just decided to <laughs> lean the into whole thing on sounding the faulty. bad. They also do this 10 minutes before they had to FedEx off the, <laughs> off the Probably. Mix. Probably. This was right after the megaphone incident. Right. They were getting a little squirrely. So, potentially a thrice hot take. So, this 
was almost my favorite song, which is funny because it's so the opposite of Paper Tigers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think part mm-hmm. of why I love it, though, is if the vocal was different, this could be a starting line song. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Ooh, this could be a, like like a, a like a cheesy pop punk emo like on drive through records and yeah. i love it my <laughs> little pop punk heart is so happy hearing this song <laughs> especially so deep in this record you're just like what mm. and it's it the title track and yeah. it doesn't sound like anything else on the record no yeah. but i mean it's a great i mean it is a great song i love this song mm-hmm. i uh in 2000 and five so two years removed after this record was released i had been working at a fireworks stand that summer and made enough money to like buy a guitar for myself for the first time you remember that that blonde epiphone wildcat that i used to have oh yeah i bought that guitar after working at the fireworks stand um and at the end of that summer i was helping a family friend replace hardwood flooring at his rent house and ended up almost losing these two fingers on a table saw, that big gnarly scar on the side of my finger there. And so I was in the hospital about to get wheeled into surgery. And my mom was like, Hey, I'm going to run to the house. Is there anything I can get for you? It's like, yeah, bring me my little, my Walkman CD player. (laughs) And it had this record in it. And I just remember like, in the hospital being wheeled into surgery, listening to the artist in the ambulance, like, oh, it's me. I <laughs> wow. No wonder this is your favorite record. You live in love. It's so good. That's that might be my favorite connection to an album story we've had. Yeah. All because, like, imagine, imagine being, you know, 13, 14 years old, just right. bought a guitar, and, like, that's your, that's your whole vibe your is thing. being a guitar player. Right. And yeah. then you almost lose two fingers, and it's like, I'm never going to get to play guitar again. It was right. fucking tragic. Wow. And then this record in particular, yeah. And it was wow. it was cathartic. It was there it for you, man. Through, man. Yeah. It sure was. Oh, I love it. That's great. Tugging at those heartstrings, so man. Oh man, so good. Um, so those are my uh, notes on this song. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love this I don't song. Know how Lyrically, we I, that. <laughs> I like this song too. Yeah, greedy jaws of death and chance. I love that. Like mm. and pull mm-hmm. me in with steady hands. It's a great line. Yeah, he just fits and just the melody so too. Much. The melody, the like, way that so it, the stuff. way that it lifts up and the and the desperation towards the end of that mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. he gets to the title line. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and the the, the interplay line. between the octaves and. The rhetoric can't raise the deadline. Like that's again just economy and like so stingingly. Thoughts true. and prayers. It's thoughts and prayers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's what he does. He like just throws in. You're like that line is like so simple, but says so much. Mm, like, yeah, but it's not simple and like he's using like very basic words or whatever. Like, I no, it's like just rhetoric. it's a distillation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, which is so it's good, really good. Though. Yeah. It's taking a complicated idea and boiling it down into three words. Mm-hmm. That's just the best, dude. Yeah. And I'm too stupid to do that, so I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I artful. It. Yeah, I, I don't really have much notes on the song. I love the song. It's a great song. It's I still love it. When, like It's not one of my favorites on the record, but it's one that I love because... Getting to like when they play it live, just like the collective like energy and excitement mm-hmm. from everyone like is so excited when they play the song live. So yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just have a fond spot in my heart for this song. But I did have notes that I like that this is the title track so far back in the record. They're like, yeah, I know yeah, that's we'll what make, I was saying. Yeah, yeah, track ten out of twelve. They're like, let's make a title track. Which fun fact? Right. Out of their eleven albums, if you count the both Alchemy Indexes as one or as 
two, one and two is one and three and four. Uh, Thrice only has three <laughs> so, three albums with title tracks. Oh wow! So yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, and then I mentioned in our Jars of Clay episode uh, that I need to start a list of like bands whose biggest song is like one that's like pretty like deep and buried on one of their records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like was Flood is like track eight on that record. Uh, mm-hmm. The Smiths, I think we mentioned, is that There's a Light That Never Goes Out. It's right. track nine on Queen Is Dead. And this song, it's not their most streamed because they had Black Honey in 2016 surpass right. it. But I mean, Which is a banger. It's a banger. <laughs> but I mean like, I think if you ask anyone what's Thrice's most popular song, everyone would probably Arson say Hades. artist. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's track ten, I'm going to put them on that list. Too. Yeah, yeah, they should be on. The, yeah, that should be on the list yeah. for sure. Hmm. Sweet. All right, let's move on to track number eleven, the abolition of man. This is in contention for favorite song on the record for me. Ooh, this might be my third favorite, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's good, man. Fun fact, uh, this is also the title of a book that's not about falcons. <laughs> <laughs> but should be. But should be. <laughs> All right, Very I just got to do it one more time to get the thrice hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so one, stupid. One more fun I love it so much. I had no notes on this song, so. Oh, really? Well, classic Highland fashion. It's the end of a that's record. That's true. Like, we're yeah. getting oh, close to the end. You so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more shit. extemporaneous. <laughs> as if all of this has been totally prepared from me up to yeah, this point. So. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, what I love about the dynamics of this song, there was there's kind of a lull in the record with the past three tracks. Mm-hmm. And this song bridges that gap and and kind of carries the energy back up in a way that brings a good finality to the last part of the record, and right. also the breakdown of the song is just filthy. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Fucking rocks. <laughs> this is a song that, like, like I said, the side B of this record, I'm not crazy about, but this is one that. I have really been enjoying a lot more recently. Like this is a, I have this appreciation for this song is a lot newer for me. Yeah. Um, and I think mm. it was cause I was like, Oh, C.S. Lewis, I get it kind of thing. But I don't know. I like the energy of it. But then one of my favorite lyrics on the whole record is I love this about Dustin's writing where he says our only chance to find the meaning of the beat beneath the blood. Like yeah. I just love how he writes mm-hmm. like that. But one of my yeah. favorite lyrics is, we laugh at honor and are shocked when we find knives in our back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I've got a little background on that, Josh. If, if we want to extrapolate, please, a little please, bit. please don't abolish me. <laughs> I'll try not to, man. So the, the, the CS Lewis text that this song's based on does use a very similar line at the very end of one of the chapters and to give it a little context, like basically his whole premise is arguing that there is kind of like this objective source of truth or right truth, or goodness right. in the world. And uh, he's arguing against the idea that men can sort of like subdue nature and kind of come up with their own reason and kind of dominate. It's like the might, the might makes right. He's trying to poke a hole in the might makes 
right ideology of of the time i think that was right. happening so i think kinsrud just went on a deep dive into the philosophy that lewis was proposing in this book and it is more philosophical like this is more philosophical than like theological um for lewis so i was right. kind of intrigued by that lewis says at the end of one of his chapters which is called men without chests in other words like men who have who've kind of like jumped into their head and it's all that about also reason. sounds like a name of a thrice song <laughs> totally yeah. yeah it really like i feel like he was deeply influenced so basically the idea is men without chess don't have heart and so they're not guided by like a, a kind of core mm. truth or 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 an idea of love or goodness and so these people are Damn, laughing at honor and are shocked to find traitors in our midst. So that's the line from C.S. Lewis. We laugh at honor and are shocked to find yeah. traitors in our midst. And then Dustin just kind of made it a little more violent. <laughs> right. <laughs> he amped it up. He like was he like, does. knives. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think he was really into this into this uh, idea from, from C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. That's pretty that interesting. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm really into it now after hearing you <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Even more yeah. so. Yep. Kylan, I'm... Uh, it is late in the record, but I expected you to have a note about the pirate metal that we get into kind of at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, it, it feels yeah. like Persian or Egyptian or something. Yeah. Like, it's like a, a flat two or flat six right. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's real With some weird. shades of like, a, of like a classical Spanish rhythm right. with, like the, with like the one and the flat two. Mm-hmm. It just, I love it. Like goes round and around. This band was so good, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was like they're is. so talented. <laughs> was is. sorry. Is. <laughs> I say was. I mean is. Did. Edit that. Cut that, Josh. In case Cut that. Cut in it. case anyone listens to this, I said <laughs> is. Also, also, I do recognize. I know we're on track eleven. I recognize in track one. I said cold cash and cold hearts. It's and colder hearts. I know before anyone asks us. Well, streaming said, does say cold hearts. It's wrong on. Spotify. Oh. Does it really? It does. Mm. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why Spotify. I did that. You're not alone. Yeah. Weird. Mm. No. Um, okay, guys, there's one more track. Are you gonna Can you, are you gonna tell wait. us? Yeah, don't tell me what the next track is, Kyle. Well, don't ask. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Here's track twelve. Don't tell and we won't ask. This song is always a bit of a skip track for me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll say it didn't stand out to me until I saw their Live at House of Blues performance, where, because, like, at the end of this song, and he still does it today, but Dustin, like, goes to the front of the stage, and he's, they're, like, singing, like, playing the last chords, and he's just, like, screaming, like, yelling, but with the audience, like, don't we all bleed the same red blood? And so I just like, yeah. that was like what made it stand apart for me. And ever since then, I've like really liked this song. Really but dug it. Mm-hmm. It did need that for me. It's, it's just, how do you come off that crazy Persian breakdown <laughs> yeah. in this right. song? You just, I don't know. Ab- I would probably like follow. the song. I would probably like the song more if Abolition of Man was the closer on the album. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm, so you'd like flip mm, these two, switched, basically. Right. Cool. 
that could work thematically. I do really, I feel like this is a very good bookend to match cold cash and colder hearts. I feel like yeah. it, I feel like thematically it rounds everything out pretty well. Yeah. Well, I got to bring up a segment of the show we haven't brought up in a very, very, very long time. Ooh, let's go. Uh, but welcome, everyone, to Grammar Jams Now. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. The show where youth group kids deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s and discuss grammatical errors mm. in said music. Line one, paint the target. We don't need no evidence. I could not get over that line. <laughs> we, don't need no, we don't need no evidence. I don't know if it's an allusion to Pink Floyd where we don't need no education. Oh, it probably thing. had more to do with the syllables. No it probably just fit. It no, exactly. exactly. I don't like it. It took me out of the song. It took me a long time to get back into it. Because I'm like, we don't need no evidence. I don't know. Because if you think, just, paint the target, we don't need no evidence. It doesn't work. Right. If it's, we don't need any evidence. Like, it just it doesn't flow off the tongue. No, no, I know. I fully get it. it. It was just specifically this week, listening to it, I I could not mentally get past it. <laughs> and like vibe-wise, like I 100% get it. And we've talked mm. about this a lot. Uh, but this was my only note, so I had to stretch it out a little mm, bit. This so I sounded as smart as TJ's, as, uh, <laughs> as, as TJ's deep dive into yeah. C.S. Lewis philosophy. <laughs> hey, man. Grammar Gems now is an integral part of this show, and we haven't done... Someone's got to do it. Yeah. So I like that you brought it back. That's true. It was, yeah, I feel like it's been too long since we've had a Grammar Jams Now <laughs> segment. Agreed. We needed that. On the other side, lyrically, I I really enjoyed some of the some of the lines. Like, I appreciated across this album a lot of Dustin's rhyme schemes, um, but especially on this one, things like rhyming market with smart kid. Mm, and yeah. the way that he performs it to make the rhyme work a little better and then also at the end there, that line that y'all referenced, don't we all know life is sacred? Don't we all know we bleed the same red blood? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's very close to not working, but somehow <laughs> it just kind of works. Squeaks by. Yeah. yeah. Fun rhyme schemes. We, we didn't talk about, because uh, we were barreling through to get to this part B in the same day, but we didn't talk about length of this record, but Kylan, this is almost the second longest song at three minutes and 59 seconds, which Paper Tigers, your favorite song, is the longest song at four minutes flat. Wow. That's That's rare. But economic record. You know that I love a record if the longest song is exactly four minutes long. (laughs) That's satisfying. That is super satisfying. Yeah. That's nice. It's no silver cord, I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. Silver Chord does times. it overstays it overstays its welcome. I I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> I do also like that we kind of land the plane with the the themes in the record with the kind of this juxtaposition of like blood like like he's talking about blood and hearts whether it's like literal or metaphorical. Mm-hmm. You know, like artistry coming from the heart center, an ambulance being a lifeline to hang on to hope. But it's also like when you think of an ambulance, you think of like systems and structures. And that's what a lot of this is like raging against. So it's sort of like trying to find that balance between needing each other and needing those those systems around us. And also kind of, again, where you where you sort of acknowledge your own role in the world. Yeah, Um, there's and I mean, there's there's a call to 
there's an appeal to everyone's humanity at the end of the record exactly. as well. That we all bleed the same red blood. That no one is more exceptional by birth for any particular reason. Right. Which I think is a really good callback to Cold Cash and Colder Hearts, where he's talking about like, yes, oh, like they're living in sin, and like, or like the the other people of the world that like we're talking about, and like how it like brings yeah. that back, like. We all bleed the same red blood. I I like. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a good, good cyclical bookend there. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Cool. So, guys, we did it. We Woo-hoo! talked about the artist in the ambulance. We also talked about the artist and the ambulance. Oh, there we go. See, that's why we keep you around. <laughs> Thank TJ for so. That. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so I want to know. Do we have any 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 closing thought? We'll we'll get to that. Should we do flopper bops now? What else would we do? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm panicking. It's weird doing the podcast at the same time. Josh, I get why. I feel like I gave you so much shit always for like yawning <laughs> at the end of podcasts, and now that I'm doing it, Central and it's eleven yeah. o'clock at night, I'm just like, oh my god. Okay, like I want to go watch. I want to go watch the OC. I'm ready to go to like <laughs> let's let's wrap this shit up, man. Come on, I got some Roseanne Rose 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 in the living room. To watch. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go catch up on Grey's uh, Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay, Josh, I want you to tell us. What order we should do our final flopper bop verdicts in? Uh, I think we'll go me, Caleb, Kylan, TJ. Even the best for last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you are a guest, <laughs> Caleb, but I feel like we'll save you a little bit more, you know, so you can yeah. give your thoughts mm. on this. So I'll be pretty brief on this. Like I said, it's a great record. It's it's a bop, easy bop for me. Like I said, this is a record that's pretty constant in my rotation just as a big Thrice fan. Like I said before, Far from my favorite Thrice record. I much prefer later Thrice, but I still... See, but when you said that in the beginning, I was nervous that you were just not going to... Oh, really? Enjoy this. Yeah. No, I I do really like it. It doesn't mean as much to me. Like, I don't have the nostalgia that other people, that Caleb and other people do have for it. Um, And I think it would be higher up on my list if I had that. But yeah, I mean, first two Thrice records, I don't listen to a ton. So, But this is like the beginning of like... Thrice's work that I just like, I can listen to this with through the rest of their catalog pretty consistently. Right. So, yeah, it's it's got some like stuff that I think is like, I'm not crazy, like Hoods on Peregrine. Like, those songs have like good moments in them, but like overall, I'm not like, I really want to listen to Hoods on Peregrine or Blood Clots and Black Holes. I've been stuck in my head in all day and I just can't wait to listen to it again. Like, those, that doesn't happen to me, but definitely the side A of this record. Um, but I, I mentioned before that I love the song Motion Isn't Meaning, and I wish it would have made this record. I think it would have been a fun to have a quick, like, sub-two-minute heater on this record. It's like a mm. callback for some of the Illusion of Safety fans and to kind of mm. keep up the energy, I think, bef- like, ramping up towards the the last three songs as you get into Artist and the mm. final two songs. So, yeah, not my favorite Thrice record, but still, easy bop for me. Hell yeah. Nice. I like it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, Caleb, what about you? Is this is a flop oh or a bop, God, man. It's a fucking bop. It's a bop. Obviously, it's a bop. Obviously, it's a bop. I have a lot of nostalgic emotional ties to this record, but even now, well, I should say especially now because the the 20th anniversary re-release of this record took all of the – it covered a multitude of sins. Mm. <laughs> um 
and it has very quickly become one of my most played records this year on top of all the other new music I'm jamming because it just it breathed nice. new life into the record and connected the dots um, across Yeah, you know, I'm decades. surprised we didn't talk about that more, but that's, you know, maybe in uh, 20 years I mean, we'll talk about we'll talk about the re-release. Probably, on the 20th anniversary probably. of this episode, we'll cover their 20th. What makes <laughs> the 20th What makes the 20th anniversary re-release so remarkable is like they turned the gain down on the guitars. And so you can hear you can hear the way that like their their technical acumen has developed over the past two decades because they all mm. play funky offset baritone single coil guitars and you can hear the right. throat and the twang come through mm. when you turn the gain down a little There's bit. There's like depth and dimension. Yeah. Too. So it's like it's EL eighty fours play like it's it's cooking EL eighty four amps, but good EL eighty four amps with baritone single coil guitars and you can hear the quality of the instruments and the quality of their hands coming through better. And so I think it finally it, it gives it served these songs in a way that I didn't think they needed an update. Mm. But, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really good moments on this record that, for me, do get stuck in my head, and I, I often have to hear that breakdown in Abolition of Man once every other month. Cause I'm just like, Ugh, I need <laughs> harmonic pirate rock yeah. in my life. <laughs> Persian pirate rock. Persian pirate rock. But yeah, easy bop. Sweet. Fucking easy rocks. bop. It does. <laughs> okay, so I'm next. Well, you guys know I'm a wild card, and wild we know. Card, that uh, what was it? Was it the spoken episode where I started my flopper bop? Was I don't know if there's going to be a flopper bop when I started this sentence. Yep. Yeah, that's most of um, them. <laughs> <laughs> you never awful. know. I'm going to keep you on the edge of your seats. No, I'm not. This is a bop, guys. Stone Cold Bop. <laughs> like, so, like I said before, this album in particular, it's not my go to thrice album. What is Fire from Alchemy Index? Really? Mm, yeah, okay. Dude. When I want to listen to, to be yeah. honest, honestly, this I don't think this is my go-to thrice record either. Mm. But I, I I love these songs so much that I just I very often want to hear these songs. But if I'm in a mood where it's like, oh, I just really want to listen to thrice right now, I'm putting major minor on. Yeah. Mm. Although I think Josh and I have talked about this. That's Although, like, I think my my like because usually when I want to listen to thrice, I do want to listen to some of the like heavier stuff. Like when I, mm-hmm. but I think my favorite thrice record is actually Beggars. Hmm. Uh, I, and I don't know if I'm in a, I don't know if I'm if I'm I, I have no idea I have no context within the thrice fan community on whether that's like it's honestly I'm, pretty all over the place I feel like yeah. other than Visu well, everyone's yeah. like Visu Visu's my least favorite record I fucking hated that record <laughs> wow I still, dude I still I, it's a hot the, the takes are getting crispy but I <laughs> I hated that record so much I fucking stopped listening to Thrice for about five years. Oh, wow. That Whoa. album turned me off of the band. Because, like, Artists in the Ambulance, so important to me. Yeah, yeah. So great. And I was like, we oh, yeah, I'm ready for... Of the it's like, I'm ready for that. And Image of the Invisible is like, uh, okay. And then the, <laughs> the record just nosedives into synthy ambient garbage. It was like, oh, my <laughs> God, gag me. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, okay. So... With this record, I like I said, I mostly remembered Stare at the Sun, but then Paper Tigers came on. I'm like, oh yeah, Paper Tigers is like that it's that's gotta be in my top five thrice songs of all time. Um mm, wow. <laughs> I know, Josh, we need to do our thrice top tens we do, at we a do. certain point. I'm it's gonna be all over the place. That'd but, be hard. 
Okay, I will say this record does suffer a little bit. We talked about production-wise, it's got some issues. It's just very of its time, specifically for this genre of music. And there is kind of a little bit of a samey quality to a lot of it. Like, once you get into side B, everything does start to sound kind of the same. But their their technical ability, I think, more than makes up for that. And their lyrical ability totally makes up for that. Yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to this record all week. So this is a bop from me, baby. Ooh, three nice. bops. All right. Three bops. CJ, I, I have no idea. Would it be, would it be thrice no bops? Idea. Is it thrice bops? Oh, yeah. oh that was thrice bops. How did I not it might see be that. thrice yeah. bops. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's more than twice. It's thrice. <laughs> and less than twice. Less than twice. <laughs> That's we'll the shirt I'm going to make you. Those I'm going to make you a less than twice shirt. <laughs> You're going to wear next time you see Thrice. Perfect. Yeah, so I, as you all know, kind of came in with, as a little more of a blank canvas. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I won't mince words. Uh, you know, they, they were a band that uh, I didn't get into because their sound was not like something that I gravitated toward for whatever reason at, at the time that these albums were coming out. I'm going to try to retain the uh, artistic critical integrity that I have on this show that I've, that I've, that I've built up and developed uh, over, over some odd years. And I'll say that we've mentioned time and time again on this show that we, we, we try to meet these albums on their own terms and judge Mm -hmm. them on those, uh, on those terms. Uh, But we all each also have our individual reasons and um, frameworks for yeah. our flopper bop predictions and, and uh, choices. But I really enjoyed getting into this record. I enjoyed digging into Dustin's lyricism. I really appreciated a lot of the musicality that happened across this record. Um, it was fun to get real mathy and feel like a, a, a drum math whiz yeah. for a hot <laughs> second. Um, and then uh, to go down a weird rabbit hole of C.S. Lewis philosophy. That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> this conversation was uh, stimulating as hell and really interesting. Meeting this record on its own terms and appreciating that it is a great iteration of the genre and the era that it came from, I will give this record, I will give this record, I will give this record a bop. Hey. Oh! oh, man. Wow. You had me... It was you a joke had me so on nice. the edge of my seat with I made bated it breath. Yeah, because usually you qualify it when you say, I can usually tell when you say, I really enjoyed this, this conversation. conversation. <laughs> I've I really know. enjoyed this conversation. I'm like, switch. okay, but he hates the record. <laughs> so he's, it was when you qualify switch. it like that, that was great. Wow. Dude. Got you. Wow. That was I, was, I was fully I, ready to be like, okay, I, I can understand why, TJ, but I for sure, you I was already planning on a bop, right? Like. Right. Mm-hmm. I was Kyle planning was on us formulating his rebuttal. <laughs> yeah, well I was figuring out how we could do a segment where the three of us would figure out which Thrice song we would play for TJ to get him into Thrice. Ooh. Uh, I mean, but he already that. bopped it, so it doesn't matter. Good nope. We're done. True. Bye. I mean, y'all made some strong <laughs> arguments for different albums that you think I should check out, so I'm excited to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it really is like a contextual bop. Like to be honest, but I don't think that makes it any less Because, like, musically, that's, authentic. I know, like, metal's, like, not your thing. 
Yeah, but again, all the metalheads are like, "This isn't metal." So contextual, <laughs> yeah, contextual bop. Contextual bop is one thing. Is it a standalone bop? Well, I think I'm going to have to. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to approach my bop criteria for Thrice the more we get into their discography, Fair and enough. I may have to like yeah. revise. Maybe it'll be like 2026, and we'll be digging into the Alchemy Index, and I'll be like, you know what? I, I've only got Screw so much thrice bop to go yeah, around, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going right. to take from you the stingy with your bops. You stingy with your mm-hmm. bops, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I like to think I'm I'm very he's, he's, uh, he curative. I, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. fastidious. You're yeah, a fastidious, fastidious bopper. That's that's a kind word, Caleb. Thank <laughs> you. I like that. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> that's All right, guys. Curatorial. So. Uh, before we go, Caleb, I want you one more time to tell the fine folks listening, uh, anything you want to talk about, anything, any social media stuff you want people to follow? What are you up to? Sweet tune. Sure, man. Plug time. Um, (laughs) well, the, probably the most exciting and most important thing, uh, we are going on tour at the end of October. We're going to be joining, um, nicotine dolls from New York city. We're going to join them for five stops on the southern leg of their fall Great. tour, um, starting in New Orleans and then making our way through Texas up to Oklahoma City. Uh, tickets is. for those shows are on sale now, and they are starting to get low, which is really exciting. So all you folks, if you're all across the state of Texas in New Orleans and Oklahoma City, um, you can follow me at the Caleb Reigns on Instagram. There's a link um, in my bio, like a good self-promoting musician where you there can you find go. information for all those shows. Get it. There's, we'll be traveling a lot in the next couple of weeks, but depending on when this airs, those, some of those shows may have already happened, but, uh, Revs is going on the road. Keep an eye out for us. So follow me, cool. follow her at the name is Revs. Uh, lots of good stuff on the horizon. Yeah. Please. Follow Caleb. If you like getting sweet guitar stuff on your Instagram feed. Oh yeah. I make sure. yeah. guitar videos and stuff too. Yeah, it's they're there. Very, they're very just good. follow at, follow at the Caleb Rains and you'll I'm get not just saying idea. this as your friend. Yep. Yeah, they're very good. Well, I know it always. Yeah. I always enjoy them. I think when you first started doing those videos, I, I specifically remember having a conversation with Josh and TJ by like, God damn it. Caleb's so good at guitar. Yeah. <laughs> like no, I, I can now he's doing that. guitar videos. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of these Instagram guitar players are fucking stupid though. Right. It's like they're mm-hmm. they're on another planet. And I'm just not that guy. So it's like I I'll right. make my stupid little videos and say, come stay a while and hope that you do. Yeah, dude. I love yep. it. I still need you to you I need go. you to feature on my on my country album I'm doing. Oh, man, Ooh. I'm there. Oh yeah. Let's go. I'm there yesterday, bro. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Semi stems, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, okay. If you enjoyed this, we have more nonsense. Like it at patreon.com slash church jams now podcast. I think our next trivia night is coming up next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, end of yeah. end of September. Yep. Uh, Josh, is this coming out in August or September? I think mm-hmm. it'll be early September. So in just maybe. Okay. So it's coming out in just a couple weeks. weeks. Couple we do weeks, a live yeah. trivia night four times a year. There's prizes. It's always super fun. Um, also follow us on social media, Church Jams Now everywhere. Of course, may all your favorite bands stay together. And peace out, Mon Frères. Frères, 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 Mon Frères.